Hello and welcome to the show. If you're enjoying it and want an ad-free experience, consider signing up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash the 101 podcast. Get early access and exclusive content on there as well for less than the cost of a cup of coffee. Links to ways of supporting the show are in the description. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy this episode. As far as like the occult and stuff like that goes, the esoteric, it's still something that because I think being in this community, if you want to call it that, I think we're all attracted to, is it real, right? Is, the, is this real? And we always want some sort of evidence if, it, if it's real or not. And I can tell you right now, and I've, I've read because I do a lot of reading. So my perspectives on a lot of things, they change around and they change depending on what I've read. Now I have my core set of beliefs, but there's just so many different cosmologies because I, I grew up religious and religion is what really did it for me. Asking about right the non-canonical books, asking about the Nag Hammadi library, asking about the Dead Sea Scrolls, asking about the extracurricular, what some people would call fan art. It's like, hey, what's going on with the book, right? The book of Enoch. That's the one that a lot of people talk about. It's like, what's going on there? And when your family starts to be like, hey, don't look into that. Don't even open that because you can get possessed. It's like, you can't tell a kid to not do something and expect them not to do it. I don't know about you guys. I have a five-year-old. And whenever you tell him not to do something, he's going to do exactly mm-hmm. what you told him not to do. So similar yep, to right. me, I started my whole thing when I've always been attracted to aliens, Bigfoot. The Bermuda Triangle is one of the real big ones for me when I was in elementary school. I remember second grade thinking about the Bermuda Triangle and Flight 19 or whatever one it was. And like, what's going on? Like, there's there's so I, I wanted to know so much as a kid. I'm like, what's going on? The first book I ever read in the Bible was the book Revelation. But you can imagine being a 12 or 13 year old kid reading about the book of Revelation, then having yeah. my grandma telling me that if I wanted to be safe after the fact, they'd have to they'd have to cut my head off after the fact. It's like, no, no, the people who stay behind because I was raised Pentecostal. So they still believe that the, the second coming is, is still, you know, it's, it's going to happen. Obviously, you have different cosmologies come to find out there's like 45,000 different denominations of Christianity alone. So I go, wait a minute, how is it that there's so many beliefs? How is it that there's so many different aspects to reality itself? And I think that's where the occult comes in because it's like these magicians or whoever you want to call these guys, are they, is it like Harry Potter? Is it like how they, you know, they, they wave their wands around and stuff like that. And maybe perhaps it's how I hate to, to quote Crowley, but maybe it's not as supernatural as they as they painted out to be in Hollywood. But the way yeah. I've come to understand the occult, so the esoteric is more of a select group of people withholding or having access to sacred knowledge in which they keep within their own circles. So think of any mm-hmm. Freemasonic, right? The, the Illuminati is the real big one, but the Illuminati now is used more as a blanket term over like the whole sort of thing right like right. a group of people withholding information now that information can be use your mind use your imagination i still don't know what that is and i've heard that the occult put that the more you try and look at it the more it'll change right in front of you and again this is Agreed, from right a cold esoteric literature to where it's like the more you look at the phenomenon the phenomenon itself is alive in some sort of way and i think that everyone is right 
and wrong at the same time. Like nothing is true yeah. and everything is permitted is what the, the chaos magicians say, where it's, it's essentially like Star Wars. And they, they use these movies to portray these ideas. So Star Wars, the force, these guys are tapping into something. They're tapping into a current that you can use for good, how you can use for evil. You know what I mean? So yeah. at the end of the day, I've come to understand the occult. Obviously, it means hidden, but you have different principles when it comes to that. And there's different, a lot of different schools when it comes to the occult. But essentially, I've come to understand magic, right, with a K or otherwise, however you want to spell it, as a, some people say it's a way of tricking your mind into believing something and therefore it becomes true. But then again, that metaphysical aspect of like, so is there more to the mind then meets the end and then they're telling us like we don't understand 100 how the brain works like 100 all the time so are they tapping into something in goetia crowley talked about it being it wasn't 72 demons no 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 it was 72 whatever's up here you know what i mean so you started like wait a minute so are and then you get into the Jungian aspect of like well he believed i I dive a lot into the uh, the alchemical aspect of things where he believed that alchemists were the first self-help right so Alchemy, again, is a very deep, interesting topic that I call it an interdimensional topic where it it quite literally is the interdimensional where on the outside, it's turning lead into gold. So the precursor to chemistry. And the problem with that is that's fine. That's one aspect of it, turning lead into gold. So mind you, in the occult alchemy, I would put that in there as well. So as a sort of practice of the occult in a sort of way alchemists were their own were their own secret society that was why they spoke in symbols and all these weird uh wood carvings that you see in illustrations with different symbols because they were trying to portray knowledge that only the initiated within that organization knew so when they're flashing the one eye symbolism at each other you know a lot of people go well they're, they're 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 sending symbols maybe maybe they are maybe they're not because there's a lot of symbolism and that's the again at the core of this whole thing is like to me when i first got started I was like why are these things the way they why is the paranormal thing why is symbology a thing why is this all a thing and then you start diving into the occult you go well that's that's really weird then you get into alchemy it's like mm-hmm. okay that's that's really weird but the essentially the secrets to alchemy and i, and I don't understand it all the topics i'm gonna be talking about to you today i have zero i feel like the years that I've been studying this and the books that I've read and the hours that I've poured into it, I'm not any closer to understanding it. I just have, right. I can, it's a never ending experience. Yeah. Juan, this is amazing, but I want to make sure guys in, in uh, our guys, is everything good? Are we recording? We are recording. Yep. Okay. You guys are feeling good. I think that I didn't was, know if we were going, I think that was going. If yeah. That was sorry, Juan, our guys and I don't <laughs> think we were, a hundred percent ready to, to was that full on go yeah i think oh, it was i was down um, for it i was like i'm just gonna get into I was, it now. i was recording i was ready i'm recording video i'm recording audio oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> okay cool that's why i figured i just i just saw the white up for us so i, I was just making sure that we were <laughs> any point in time were... stop me too if if, if i'm getting no no this is great this is i'm, I'm weaving everything in at once and yeah I'm we were i don't know if we should do an intro and you know we can cut around I, you don't this. have to i have no idea yeah. You want to do what the intro doing? at the end? You want to do an intro and uh, we could I mean we could cut around it and you know we could do an intro. Do our standard kind of intro that we do. Standard intro. Setup, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, do you think? Why wouldn't you? 
Well, I was going to have Juan kind of get us started with the intro because he, you if know, he wants to do his intro, then yeah, go that way. You know, his show, his show is a little bigger. I don't so care. I don't know. Get us I don't have an intro. That's, Juan, that's why I don't usually make decisions. I'm like, unless it's about food and then it's pizza. I, I don't have an intro. I just go into it. I just, you just you know, go. Play, I love that. Play the music. <laughs> hey, you can find me tjojp.com. Well, the only thing awesome. I was just going to intro us more for your audience and introduce, you know, just, uh, Hey, this is Juan from one-on-one podcast for, you know, our audience. If they haven't heard about you is the only thing I thought of. Yeah. Go ahead. Plug yourself. I have no idea how, um, you want to plug your stuff now? Sure. I mean, I guess I can. Yeah, we could. It's like, hey, what's up, guys? Yep. Mikey here from the Strange Road. Bub, what's happening? Uh, we're here with Juan from One on One Podcast. Juan, what's happening, man? What's up, dude? This is a little little intro. We're getting we're getting started backwards today, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we had an awesome conversation exactly. leading up to this right now, and we're gonna pick up right where we left off. Uh, but, uh, dude, happy to be on your show. Hell this yeah, awesome. Thank uh, you. Strange Road One on One Swapcast, baby. Ready yeah. to rock. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was wondering how we're gonna do that. So yeah, check them out. Check me out. Tjljp.com. Everyone knows where to find me. And I'll yeah, I'll plug my intro and everything at the beginning. So it's it's all good, bro. But Word. the the aspect I talk about this a lot on my show, right? The occult, esoteric. I think those are topics that a lot of people want to understand. And there's many different interpretations. I'm not saying at the at any point in time that I have the answers. I don't believe I do. So cause you I cause I'll have people within the organizations in which I talk about. So like these magical orders, Golden Dawn, Thelema, whatever, all these different orders that'll hit me up. Mm-hmm. And some people aren't happy. Some people are like, hey, you're closer than you than you might think otherwise. And it's like, well, there's no secret societies anymore. It's like anything that you've ever wanted to learn is literally at your fingertips yeah. on the Internet. And it seems like that yep. we're it seems that we're dumber now than we ever have been since the, right, since the beginning. Or we're, we're, it seems like society's more dumbed down now than they were. And we literally have supercomputers in our pockets now. That's part of of the conspiracy, if you will, or not. I don't know. And I like to think about what I talk about, like conspiracult, to where the conspiracy meets the occult, where it meets mm-hmm. the, there's one more thing it meets in there, religion, right? I think it's all interconnected. I think it's all connected in some way or another, because if you think about it, right, we're talking about these, pop culture, pop culture, pop culture and movies oh, and music yeah. and it's. Jay Z and Beyonce and I mean I went I went down my rabbit holes with occult symbolism and mm-hmm. it's just everyday I mean, realistically, life. Realistically, it's entwined you know? <laughs> in everything. Yeah, it has to be. That's why it all works together. And you're like, how does this connect to that? That doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But it, there's always some weird connection like that. Michael Hoffman, he's a really well-known author and I guess the conspiracy slash occult realm, and he talks about how the regular person nowadays is more initiated than the actual initiates of secret societies because of the things that we've been exposed to again movies and otherwise and i think that i've always thought about this where in the during a lot of things that we know today as far as hollywood they were born during the great depression they were so during the 1930s i thought about like how was it that these movie theaters right because that we had that thing happen in 2020 i was like how is it that movie theaters stayed alive well it's been it's been a sort of mk ultra technology since the beginning because in the 1930s people and this is going to tie into the bigger picture people kept movie theaters alive and we had king kong we had dracula we had uh which which what's another one uh white zombie we had 
all the greatest hits of like the mythos of Hollywood, if you will, was born during the 1930s. And I was like, wait a minute, how was, where'd all the money come from for them to fund those movies? Like how were they, if, if the economy was collapsed, right? where'd they get the money to produce those movies? And the, and the, the reason was people were flocking to the movie theaters. Why? Because they were, it's a form of escapism. So they were going mm-hmm. into these rooms and they were living through the movies. They were living yes. through the characters. They were living through the stories. And I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when I, I love cryptid podcasts, so I'll sit and I'll listen to stories because everyone loves a good story. Everyone oh, loves yeah. to hear a crazy story because so I don't know about you guys, but I'll, I'll be sitting sometimes even reading a book or listening to a book or whatever. And I think when somebody's telling a really good story that just hooks you mm-hmm. and it drags you in, this is what these people, these people's lives were garbage. They were poor. You know, there were people unaliving themselves during this time because it got so bad. But then when they would enter these rooms, right, dark lights, sound, they were living through these movies. So the people kept them alive and you, you zoom back out. And it's like, well, you start to make, connections as to let's say all of Hollywood is an initiation well guess who uses caves through for their initiations and their rites and rituals well secret societies use caves for their mm-hmm. rites and rituals the Greeks you know mm-hmm. everybody uses it Mithra the, yep. the Mithraic cults and all these different Egyptians mm-hmm. the Freemasons use caves for their rites and rituals and it's like there's something about that and then you you link that to Egypt there's a reason why there was you know, sarcophagus and all these different things. Maybe not only was it for a burial type of thing, uh, death rites, whatever, might have had also some occult connotations, right? With the Knights Templar, yeah. there's various conspiracies with them, and those are th- they're tied to the to the church. But when I start to make all these connections, I go, man, there's there's a lot more here than meets the eye, and I, I honed in really on alchemy. And the reason I honed in on alchemy is because on the outside, I wanted to understand. It. I'm like. What's going on mm-hmm. here? What is the what is the bigger picture? They're turning lead into gold. I mean, why are they using all this symbolism? And when you start to understand it, you go, wait a minute. Through these individuals' pursuit of one of wanting to obtain the philosopher's stone, we have cera- the industry of ceramics. The guy who invented ceramic pottery was the it wasn't ceramics. I have to think of, of exactly what it was. It was some sort of pottery. He what the reason he created was because he was collecting he was trying to make the philosopher's stone right Mm -hmm. we have guys like paracelsus who helped aid right the 16th century alchemist uh, helped create uh, uh you have anesthesia right you have a lot of things attributed to paracelsus that again was an alchemist was just crazy think of like the the archetypal mad scientist in a lab somewhere like that was paracelsus Mm -hmm. little guy carried around a sword that People thought he had a homunculus in it, which we can get into. And he had a horse what that is... the devil gave to him that never tired. <laughs> what? What? Sorry, what's a homunculus? We'll get there. So Okay, we, cool. We'll we have, leave that one there. So all right, and I'll break it down. So we have alchemy, right? At the at the And this is Hermes. This is the the line of Hermes. All these yes. guys back then were Hermes Trice uh Trice Magistus, yeah. who was Thoth from egypt they're the okay. same exact guy let's go know. back let's go back further let's go back further so you have thoth let's do it Hermes, the emerald Trismic- th- tablets of thoth which you you talked about the underworld the caves that's the halls of amenti when thoth writes about in the and in, in the emerald tablets of going into the dwelling 
he talks about. And that's where the knowledge is. The mm-hmm. halls of the menti, whatever you want to call it, the, the Akashic records, but it is. It's all underground. This this I don't game, know what any game. of this means. The hall well, of men- mentees, you said? Mentees? Yeah, the hall the hall of a menti. Mean mint uh, mind. So well, mente. Yeah, that sounds is, great for yeah. mente. And, yeah. yeah. Mente. Mente is mine in Spanish, so you have that that connection there. But when I said let's go further, do you know who they've linked Thoth to be related to as far as biblical patriarchy. So the knowledge of alchemy comes from the Nephilim. The Nephilim mm-hmm. passed Thank it down to the, yeah, to the daughters of men and, and in exchange for, right, we, we've read the book of Genesis. Uh, so they're doing favors for the, me, for the women, vice versa. And we have this bloodline of Noah that mm-hmm. they, they were one of the greatest alchemists of all time. The alchemists, there's a lot of commentaries on the book of Genesis. And I've done, I've done, I've done one translation so far on Gerard Dorn, a commentary on the book of Genesis, where they believe that the book of Genesis were, it is illustrating the magnum opus in alchemy. So how to create this philosopher's stone, this Unus Mundi, uh, uh, Unus Mundus, which is essentially a little world in a vessel, if you will. And in, in alchemy, there's various things that the alchemist works for. The homunculus, in my opinion, is one of them which you can get a copy of the homunculus owner's manual on tjojp.com. I'll send you guys nice. a couple oh, cool. of these. That's so, cool. Oh, yeah. It's, That's really cool. It's 33 pages of how to take care of your homunculus. So the, the homunculus yes. is one aspect of, the, of alchemy. You have the philosopher's stone, you have the divine androgen, and then you have the elixir of life or elixir of immortality. Now the philosopher's stone, there is a red stone, there's a silver stone, so the redstone creates gold, the silver stone creates silver. And the homunculus is a what I've termed a blood and bones talisman. And we can get into that. That's a whole different subsection. The divine androgen, <laughs> this is a weird one where the alchemist essentially goes through a sort of metamorphosis. So they're concocting all these potions and all these things and they're drinking it to try and renew themselves. And there's stories about a lot of ancient Chinese emperors. This is why at the the Terracotta Warriors, there's a giant pool of mercury. Because these guys, Mm -hmm. they were experimenting with different forms of mercury to try and extend their life. So if you look at the origins of alchemy in in the East, right, you have the idea, I'm sorry, so Chinese alchemy, you have the idea of more, they were more focused on extending their life. So these guys were literally dying of mercury poisoning because they were drinking mm-hmm. these concoctions that their that their yeah. alchemists, their court of alchemists was just mixing for them because they wanted to live forever. I mean, who doesn't want to live forever? That's the whole thing of transhumanism. They want to extend life as long as possible. So they're, right. they're going to mm-hmm. do whatever it was. Ray Kurzweil. Right. Everyone. <clears throat> I mean, you have Larry Summers, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos. You know, mm-hmm. also getting into that whole thing of it literally says the the title was Epstein. Epstein. Epstein's his whole all of his genetic experiments. Yes. Oh, I mean, getting yes. basically your yeah. your own blood boy to get your blood transfusions yes. weekly. Like, yeah. well, that's what the the Azoro Ranch in New Mexico. No, I mean that they made that a joke about that on like the, Silicon Valley about the one dude. Like, mm-hmm. as far as like tech giants and people doing, you know, it's another weird kind of like woo woo type movement of hey, we're gonna do blood transfusions and. Yeah. We're gonna get you know skin creams made out of this kind of body part or whatever. Like I don't even want to talk about it. like that stuff so yeah. bizarre beyond me. Where I'm like, we used to not want to test animals or like use it. You know, like well, do this well, and that. Like get, now we're like, it's gonna get interesting. I'm with bro. it. 
I'm with it. I'm just, I don't want to hang tight, bro. Cause it's going to get right. This is just a tip. All right. This is just a tip. We're going to, I'm warming you guys up. This is the esoteric foreplay that we're into right now that we're going to let's do it. Let's and do it. So we have the philosopher stone, the elixir of life, which the divine androgen, which again, the, the way it's described is that the, the alchemist becomes an androgen being. And they become interdimensional in some sort of way. And it's done through, again, taking of these elixirs. There's stories of the, their hair their hair falling all out, their nails falling out, and then growing back, their teeth falling out. So almost like a, like a vampire, almost like some weird werewolf what? type of lure. Mm -hmm. And then you have the... So we did the Philosopher's Stone, the Elixir of Life, the Divine Androgen. Now we have the Homunculus. And again, all these topics that I'm, say that I'm saying... We're going to dive the deepest into the homunculus, but they're all their own deep dive. Like the father of binary code, Leibniz, was the, the guy that we have the ones and zeros in our computer. Be he was fascinated with alchemy and he went around collecting stories of transmutation. And a transmutation is the projection of base metals. So projecting your uh, raising its value. So going from base metals to gold. Right. So they the alchemists believe, which they weren't too far off, but the alchemists believe that if everything is composed of the same material, which it is atoms, therefore you can transform the same atoms that are in lead are in gold. So if you're able to, again, alchemy, the manipulation of matter. OK, now the alchemist is working on four different dimensions simultaneously. So whenever you do conduct this magnum opus and you do get the lead into gold, the projection, right? And there, there's various stories of people who were present. Well, there's also stories about guys who conducted and did the magnum opus and did their concoctions and everything and their mixtures and all that stuff. And the light from that reaction of turning the lead into gold was so big that it got embedded in their DNA and changed their DNA and transformed them into what is called the homo luminous, a light being. So this is where it gets woo woo because in alchemy, you have the immortal alchemists, which were the guys who every couple thousand years, you'd get a new one who were able to mm -hmm. conduct the magnum opus and achieve the highest level, the great work. And they mm -hmm. phased out of reality. They phased out of existence. Now, why is that? Well, because in alchemy, once you learn to manipulate matter, you're able to step outside of space and time and manipulate space and time from the outside. So you guys I just kind of blew my mind. Well, like this, this is the this is like the white wow. brotherhood material yes, that I talk about. Absolutely, sometimes. the Rosicrucians and all these guys. What it made me think of those, like you know, you keep just surmise really quickly like if you do get to that you know if you're here over ascension. and over and over and you it's keep reliving this life cult. and you figure it out and then you get to that point and you are just like maybe nicholas Fimmel, one day he's like whoop you just blip like right out of his existence because you're like i can now manipulate my own atoms to get out of this you seen the new flash where he phases yeah, it through the walls like that yeah, I did just watch. That's so funny, and I would not have watched that. But, you know, when I was Sir Francis Bacon. He was an alchemist. He's supposedly Saint Germain. There's these beings. That's this White Brotherhood material. Where, whether it's Jesus or Buddha or, um, you know, this is very interesting. They never... ascend. It's this whole. You can call them gods or ascended masters is the name that the mm -hmm. White Brotherhood gives, and there's literally like a hundred of these beings. 
and they're St. Germain, Sir Francis Bacon, the, the, essentially the same guy that, like he said, learned this material, perfected it, and ascended into these higher dimensions, which fascinating. there's all these representations of Sir Francis Bacon over this being has come back over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But it's St. Germain. It's Jesus was, um, you know, going back to, um, uh, you know, even Krishna, Krishna and Jesus, they were both born of the, of the Virgin Mary. Mm. So you have these beings like Juan saying that come back throughout time. But they're really the same being. I see what you're saying there. I mean, that's I get it. I'm thinking at, like Buddha, if you want to go with the uh, the Dalai Lama, or you know, no. supposedly. But um, I yeah. get what you're saying. I'll I throw a wrench saying. into the mix. So if you if you start to get into like Philip, you know what they call? I think they call it Dickian Gnosticism or something like that. Yeah. So Philip Dick, uh, Philip K. Dick, he talks oh, about yeah. how reality is a computer, and all these characters that you're talking about, this white brotherhood, it's actually the system almost kind of sort of injecting itself with antibodies to try and purge reality. But yet we know what happens to all these figures. They're crucified, they're whatever, X, Y, Z. But it's actually, again, this is very, uh, Gnosticism was one of those things that I I got into heavily when I first started because Mm -hmm. it was right along the line of like, hey, all the stories that you've learned, yeah, there's the complete opposite of those stories in this. And look, look at the Nagamati, look at the Dead Sea Scrolls. And then you just start reading yeah. that and it shifts your paradigm. It like completely obliterates whatever indoctrination that you had. And you're like, damn, now how, how can I believe the stuff that I was taught already? If I already see the opposite is here, what makes it different? That yours is the official narrative. Mm-hmm. This is the underground. And I've learned from history that usually the people who are talking truths, they usually end up somewhere not alive so and and Mm -hmm. and our society now kind of sort of rewards people for i got banned off of youtube because i was talking about this thing yeah and i'm telling the truth it's like are you or are they making you believe that you're telling that so again it's a very slippery slope but yeah they yeah philip k dick would say that the that the system is injecting itself trying to essentially heal itself with these figures and he believed and i'm in accordance to what he's talking about that the alchemists the reason that they were wiped out was because they were at the border of what he called this next evolutionary step and it makes a lot of sense because whenever i'm doing research and i follow the historical aspect of it so i like to i like to speculate and i like to speculate a lot but i like to speculate even more when I have some sort of historical thing to back it up with, right? And I know history is fake and it's been fabricated, whatever, but we still need a system to measure out time frames, right? So whenever I, I read works of like Philip K. Dick that fill in these gaps of like, what what was Gnosis? Well, to the Gnostics, Gnosis was this sacred knowledge. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, there's no writings as to what it was. Well, what if Gnosis was something like, cause they were alchemists too, what if Gnosis was like the sort of same thing where there's a string of words and letters and ideas that will destroy you like Mikey and Bub as a person that if you were to read mm-hmm. something, there's a string of words that will just undo your entire reality itself and that's just a like curse. break you just like break you completely. It's just a string of words, right? Yeah. That's a curse. So essentially what if Gnosis is just that, that once you learn that truth, You just dissolve out of reality. Once you learn the name of JFK's real assassin, 
or group, <laughs> yeah. you fizzle out of existence. And there's like, yeah, they don't, like we don't, that's the one thing that's just holding you back, baby. We don't see you ever again. That's it. You're done. Like, like, damn, yeah. that dude achieved the next level. Like the Faustian pact. Yeah. Right? The, the Faustian complex is one of those things in the human nature where it's like you want more and more knowledge. Like my son the other day asked me, Daddy, do you know everything? I was like, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't know everything. Because <laughs> right, to them, you fix things. You put, you know, batteries oh, yeah. in there and their toys. Oh, sure. like, oh, he knows. My daddy knows everything. It's like, daddy, do you know everything? I was like, no. He's like, well, why, why don't you know everything? I go, because you can't possibly know everything. And he's like, well, why not? And I'm, uh, I'm trying to grasp how a five-year-old's mind works. And I'm like, I was like, damn, why not? Can you imagine knowing everything? Could you imagine what it would be like? If you knew everything, and and I and to me, I was just thinking about all the different cosmologies, all the forty-five different denominations of Christian, just Christianity alone. Like, what happens when you connect the dots between all of those, and you just start to think, like, damn, what would you want to know everything? Is that what it would be like to be a god, right? To be God, maybe a lowercase g. I don't think anyone can. I think that we're a lot of groups in history have tried to become the Godhead, but I don't think they've ever achieve god i don't think anyone can be god i think that is i think god well, is is you have to drop your ego to get to those places of understanding that's a big part of is destroying your ego to be able to get up and that's part of the whole alchemical process is transmuting yourself and mm -hmm. you know your your consciousness um so many people have always thought just focusing on the gold aspect of turning lead into gold yeah you know, they're tra you're transmuting everything, your physical being, your spiritual being. Um, you know, like you were talking about the the Gnostics, the early Christians, the Aseans are mm -hmm. so fascinating. When you learn about the Aseans, they were the early Christians. That's basically who Jesus and um, Mary Magdalene and also John the Baptist. You know, essentially they were in these early, early groups that were kind of these subsects of, of Judaism, but really they were connected to the Egyptian mystery schools. They were cultists. It, it, when you re read about the Dead Sea Scrolls, a lot of these things that th these early religions were all over the place. And there was, there was you know, Mithra and, and all these different groups, um, you know, the Zoroastrians, you know, they were constantly sharing knowledge and traveling to Egypt and, and those things. Um, but, you know, a lot of our kind of modern Christianity comes from those groups that weren't Christians Yikes. at all. They were yeah. pretty much mystery school followers. That's a hard pill to swallow for a lot of people, but it's like, Hey, yeah. I mean, it, that's again, if you follow the chronological history, these guys that I'm talking about were at the forefront of Christianity. We're the founders, like the Platonists, right. Neoplatonists, all these guys were at the forefront of Christianity, and that's why you have a lot of parallels. I'm not again, mm -hmm. I consider myself a Christian, not the not a practicing Christian by any means, but I do believe in Jesus Christ and I do believe that, you know, he died for our sins and all that. But I've learned to put aside my personal beliefs and focus solely on the research aspect of things. So if I if I talk about something doesn't necessarily mean I believe believe it 100%. It just, I, mm -hmm. I find history interesting. And this is one of the ones where it's like, there's so much to it that you start to really peel apart and go, wow, this is really, really fascinating. So we have, again, the Gnostics are at the forefront of this evolution. 
we have the concept of a homunculus. And now the homunculus is a really weird one for me at first because when I stumbled across it, so the word the word grammar comes from grimoire and a grimoire is a 16th century book on spells. The reason that that's the etymology of the word grammar. So essentially a grimoire was a book of words, uh, recipes for spells, so magical spells and that's etymology. And so you had these weird grimoires that when I stumbled across, I'm like, all right, this is this is really bizarre. But again, I think we all have a morbid aside from what I had mentioned at the beginning, where we all want to know the truth of something's real. We also have a, like a sort of morbid curiosity when it comes to certain things. I don't know about you guys. You know, sometimes that's why true crime podcasts are so popular because people want to yeah. hear the, the details. So when I'm learning about yep. this, I'm like, wait a minute. So essentially a homunculus, which is an uh, another branch of of alchemy and mind you in alchemy you had different branches as well so you had the paracelsian line you had the valentinian line you had the whatever other line they had different schools i thought there's the dry path wet path like there's so many different just you can weave in and out like when it comes to alchemy and the homunculus essentially we've all seen and this is the scary part about the homunculus that recently there's been a few articles that have come out where they're like Chinese lab creates entity in, in lab without a mother and a father. Like that's hmm. science today. Like that's science today, right? Or as I like to say, you know, trust the science or trust the seance, right? It's kind of sort of the same thing, right? Seances. So we have this aspect of, wait a minute, that's, we've all heard the story of Frankenstein, right? I mean, if you haven't, yep. right, they were doing essentially what they were grafting together as being, they shocked it, came to life. Well, there's a precursor to that is the golem. Yeah, the golem, which is in Jewish mysticism, a a man created from the ground, animated through word magic, essentially. So they create this, they they mold this being, and it's an android. It's more of like an AI technolog technological thing. We've all seen the Terminator, right? So a golem Eat is the Greys. The the gray what you like the alien grays the grays yeah the grays are kind of like these androidy kind of human they're they're really more drones than they are you know they feel like they're you know they're they don't really have they're kind of just blank you know they're more robotic than anything well Greer says that the grays that we know that abduct and do all these experimentations on people are actually biologically created beings by the U.S. government. Mm. So just, again, an interesting connection there with alchemy, with essentially the artificial creation of life. Because at yeah. the core of everything, right, what God giveth, God taketh, well, God creates life. God creates new beings. So alchemists were like, you know, we want to be, I think at the core of reality itself, society, I think people want more money. So the alchemists had that done. Like, all right, let's create gold. All right. We can create an endless amount of gold. Boom. So that's why... Rudolph II had a whole court of alchemists working for him. Alchemist Alley in Prague. You can go there, and that was the houses of where all the alchemists live. Mind you, this is what? royalty. Okay, this is royalty. This is the, the 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 Holy Roman Emperor. Okay, Rudolph II. This is royal. This is the top of the top. They they believe in that. Like, damn, you know, I want to live oh, forever. Yeah. I want gold. You had Elizabeth yeah, II. John D. John D. lived with. Queen Elizabeth for his whole entire life until he was really run out. 
that's the guy that would speak through angels through his crystal ball. Yeah, we'll oh get my. to that. We can and, talk about that. And no he's like Sir Isaac. He's like the predecessor of Sir Isaac Newton, who was an alchemist. Like Isaac John Newton D. Was, yeah. He was a follower of John D. Who was like pretty much a magician. Very cool. A hundred percent. And by the yeah, so <laughs> it's raining now. So just in case, it's it's blowing hard. So <laughs> got you. Just in case, uh, John D. Is the typical. Faustian pact that's who it's modeled after so uh, they believe that he had made he was able to do all these things and so they believe that he had made pacts with with the devil so that, what we can get yeah. to that, that's Anoki and that's another one of my fortes that I love talking about because again it's interdimensional so you have this artificial creation of life you have royalty you had money that they that they were they were interested in this sort of thing and that's just that those are just one of the people that were interested in this sort of thing, right? So mm-hmm. the alchemist unlimited money, sure, gold. All right, what's next? Uh let's see. Live forever immortality. Yeah, we got that too. It's like, "Hmm, what's left?" Well, what if we could create artificial life? All right. We got that too. So the, that's where the homunculus comes in where essentially what it is, it's uh, uh and and the alchemical homunculus is an artificially created being through the use of alchemy now that's fine right because that's that's think of it like a little helper a mini me in austin powers where it looks like (laughs) him right (laughs) the problem with that is that only a few alchemists created it there's few there's there's a few stories about it there's instructions on how to do it depending on which philosophy you follow but then it gets really weird because they go, okay, so we created this little alchemical being. If it's created through the great work, through the royal art, then wouldn't it itself be magic? So what happens if I, I don't know, dissect it or vivisect it and use its body parts for different magical purposes? And you got entire books on just that, using different body parts of the homunculus for different magical purposes and again that's where it can get really dark really quick (laughs) Mm -hmm. and also very interesting because it's like wait a minute wait a minute because you start to tie in other things that go right we talked about epstein earlier well just use your imagination as to what could possibly be going on you got cow mutilation why did he have a strange temple that was white and blue on his property on the oh, island. There's a lot of strange that was just there. basically made of cardboard almost. It was like particle board. Like, so well, why do you have some strange temple in your backyard? Yeah. Yeah. And I've I've connected that to the homunculus. That, that's along the thirty third parallel, which is mm-hmm. in in New Mexico, the land of en- enchantment, which is mm-hmm. near the Trinity site where they some people believe that the US government Try to create a homunculus using radioactivity with their big jumbo cylinder thing that no they never told anybody what it was for but they're like yeah kind of you know think of like like a bob in you know twin peaks or something like that right like this thing yep. that you <laughs> well that's what uh what were they trying to do mr e and j talked to me about when i went to mothman festival that all this deep underground base outside of Point Pleasant is where now all those ponds are. It's all collapsed because that was the subterranean layers where they were doing all these ridiculous experiments. Oh my. And so either they created the Mothman or were ripping open portals and multiple. Apparently there's a few guys in Point Pleasant that know where these portals are. Um, You know, so Mothman being a homunculus is a theory. 
Yeah, yeah. Because again, and he got out of the cage, and yeah. they're not chopping him up anymore, and using him for alchemical purposes, He's or some kind of interdimensional higher being so, that isn't exactly physical. Think 3D. about it. Think about it like this, Bob. So Blow my mind. You have <laughs> homunculus means little man in, in land, little mini, miniature man, little man. That's like that Adamu. Yeah, that's what from, it means, right? Yeah, homunculus means miniature man. Homunculus. Mini me. Yeah. Homunculus. Yeah. Homo- uh, I'm going to start calling my dog that. Homunc and then culus, which is small. Again, I, I don't know how to break it down, but. Homunculus. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So they start, they had these these little people, these little men, these little men. The new Willy Wonka movie has, I guess, uh, the, you know, the in the trailer has the man in the, the jar. Oompa Loompas. Loompas. Mm. But. They started mixing. All right, so when they created the little man, they're like, "All right, well, what happens if I use the you know the womb of a the vessel of a bird or a cow or a bull, whatever? Insert whatever, and you start to get chimeras, okay? And that's where mm-hmm. you get, in my opinion, the minotaur, right? And all these things, yeah. The 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 harpies, right? All these different." chimeric creatures throughout all of history especially in ancient egypt where the land of chem alchemy mm-hmm. is where alchemy yeah. comes from the egyptians were again the gnostics were the first alchemists and that's where you get thoth and hermes and all these guys that passed down that knowledge so you, and, and in their depictions i just went to a king tut exhibit not too long ago in atlanta they have right the the hieroglyphs and everything and they have little what they call shaptis where it's these little these little statues that would help the emperor in the afterlife. They would animate in the afterlife and help the emperor do all the chores. What does that sound like? It sounds like a little magical helper. Again, this idea of a homunculus sort of sort of being. Because mind you, the word homunculus didn't come into existence until the 16th century. So let's just let's just keep that in mind. But we can call these proto homunculi, which again, there's different okay. names for them. They were called the child, the form. The substance, you know, it had different names right before it was called the homunculus. So just to keep that in mind. And again, I know this is a whole lot of stuff, but it. it oh, hit, I love it. History starts to make <laughs> keep sense it going. when you're like, all right, if they were doing running experiments, well, you had as late as the 20th century, Crowley, who mm-hmm. wrote a, a book called The Moon Child. Now, this mm. is where I believe Epstein and all these guys come in and the use of Enochian magic because. Through this book that was that was published in 1929, Moonchild, I believe it was 1929, by Crowley. He wrote it earlier than that. He has there, it's a story. It's a story about two groups, uh, two different lodges, uh, the black magicians and white magicians, and the, uh, their fight over an unborn child, the moon child that they were trying to create. And essentially what a moon child is, is where they use the fetus as a sort of talisman to be able to house an, an elemental or entity, an angel, demon, use your, get your pick. And I'm getting some weird feedback on my end. Do you guys hear that? Mm-mm. I don't think so. Uh-oh. <laughs> when I start talking about the moon children, my thing starts bugging out. <laughs> yes. You're over the target. All right. So. I'm going to take a small pause and go to the bathroom. Sorry. I'll be right back. Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Let me see. I just went away, I think. No, it's still going. Yeah, I don't hear anything. I mean, unless it's just when you're talking that you're hearing it on your end. 
So on your own voice. A little bit. Are you when hearing you it through t- mine? Uh, go ahead. Talk again. It's like it's gone now. Why the hell? Did right on. Um, I don't know. Maybe uh, you said the storm was coming through a little bit more earlier. Maybe it's maybe something happened with that. I don't know. Interesting. I don't really hear anything. Everything sounds stellar to me, but right. that doesn't mean it couldn't be on your end as well. Right on the timestamp. I don't, I don't. Right on. I don't think Mikey had any issue on his audio. Yeah, as soon as I start talking about that, start getting on. right. Look, I put my phone. He hopped on. up out of. He's like going to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm gonna put my phone on airplane mode just in case. Cause, but yeah, we're yeah. getting a bad cold front coming through, and um, it's coming down hard. It's gonna be really bad. Cause the problem is we get we really? get tornadoes is the issue. So we got yeah bad lightning yep. because of the lakes in the area. You know, really big natural. Freshwater lakes, they attract a lot of lightning. And uh Florida did not is, know that. Florida is actually the lightning capital of the world. So also did not know that. Yeah, dude. I when, love the, lightning. when the lightning hits the ground, um, it like crystallizes. It's like it has some and my friend he has like this whole uh, section of his shop. He has like a cult book club shop, and he has this you know the the big uh like the big snails, I forgot the name of it, but it's like a you know the big snail. You know what I'm talking about, like the the, the water snail. Well, that oh a nautilus, a nautilus, but that was hit by a lightning or something crazy, bro. And it's got like this crazy design on it from the chemical reaction of the lightning. I have, I have to send you a picture, but it's whoa, it's cra- yeah, it's really crazy piece. I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah, vitrification, something like that. Yeah, it goes yeah. through like some process. Yeah. Are we good? Uh, the sound is gone. Stellar. Cool. cool. So I don't know what the hell happened there, but all right. So we have um, Crowley, Moonchild, which inspired Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard. Oh boy. So oh we got boy. Jack Parsons, the father of yes. modern day rocketry. And you have L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of Scientology. And they were in the desert over in California doing sex magic rituals, trying to summon an elemental, the Scarlet Woman, which some people say that he did actually achieve. And this was during the 40s. And it was his second wife, Marjorie Cameron, which was the Scarlet Woman, redhead. Oh, oh, she was a redhead. And she went on to get in in contact with, I think it's Kenneth, Kenneth Anger. Anyways, yeah. some, some people in Hollywood, Kenneth Anger, that whole thing. And she ended up starting Sp- her Rosemary's own baby. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that that movie in particular with was his name Pulaski. What's his name? Roman. Yeah, Polanski. Polanski. He wrote that movie and did that movie, and it turned out that everything that was in that movie, he was accused of after the fact. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I when I said Moonchild earlier, mind you, these occultists use fiction and reality. And it has some sort of amplification effect where it amplifies either the the spell that they're trying to do or something. It does something. And, and it's got to do with the idea of just the, right, this vowel magic or the or, or even grammatical entities. How I said the word grimoire comes, you know, transforms into grammar eventually. So there's something magical about language itself. And there's something even more magical about writing about it solidifies it in reality and some again some sort of weird way i've i don't understand this any more than i did when i first started 
but this is just patterns, right? So from this 1929 book, we have a rocket scientist, which a lot of people go, it's not rocket science, right? It can't be that hard. Well, rocket scientist was an avid follower of Crowley. And he took some of these spells that he had written in the moon child book and put them into test, put them into application in real world. And it just comes to show you like these guys we're talking about royalty people in royalty who were believing in these occult esoteric alchemical beliefs. Oh yeah. You have what they said was a super smart guy, right? Jack Parsons, the guy, maybe he was in touch with entities on the other side. I don't, I don't know. But he was believing well, this knowledge. How about this one? The Python Man. Recently, the interview, I believe it was on oh, uh, yeah. Joe Rogan. Rogan. And it, he was hunting for pythons in this old abandoned building. And there was all this occultic symbolism and what they thought was like basically a nightgown of a little girl with like some kind of magical ritual sure. altar and it freaked him the hell out sure and he got out of there out. and as he was driving out he was being followed and they find out that it's one of jock parsons jpl's old buildings from back in the day yeah. with their their work with nasa and that building was owned by jack parsons who was a known occultist i don't know if it was owned because i know exactly where it's at anyone can go there so that's in homestead yeah. it's the old arrow i don't okay. know the name of it i don't know if it was owned by parsons uh, there is still a rocket in the silo there and i have i haven't been there I, I was invited one time to do some to do some i guess rituals there they, they want anyways they want to invite me there to, to open up portals and, and i had said no so <laughs> I'm good. the i know where that's i know where that's at i don't know if it was owned by parsons but what happened was they were testing this is before NASA switched over their fuels when they were using actual solid fuels. And, and the reason I know is because I've fished the canal, the Aerojet canal there in the Everglades, which was <laughs> specifically put dug out there for the transporting by barge of these rockets. So they used mm -hmm. this one canal off a of US one for locals because I, I lived there for a time. So I, locals don't know what I'm talking about. And this is right before getting to the first key. So you have Florida, it's all the way at the end, Homestead, all the way at the end, mm -hmm. in the middle of the Everglades, all the way at the end, right before getting to the bridge to go to the Florida Keys, the, the, oh, yeah. the first one. Seven Mile Bridge or whatever yeah, it is. Seven, the... There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Bro, I've driven to Key West from there, yeah. <laughs> so so it's one of those exits that you go off to the side before going that long road to the Keys. And again, I, I don't know if it was owned, but I do know which episode you're talking about. I recently brought that up. I was just on on the confessionals where we talked about the, the Miami aliens. And we brought that up because again, the idea of, I, to me, this is my personal belief. Space is not what they've told us. And I always say space is fake and gay, but space is, <laughs> if you look at everything, <laughs> if you look at the naming, uh, so Bar Parsons uh. would do a hymn to pan every, every rocket launch. And if you look at a what, he do a whatever the rocket hymn launch? to Pan, so it's it's one of their Ritual. gods, Pan the little oh a hymn to Pan. I'm sorry, a yeah. hymn to Pan. I got you. Yeah, now. yeah, hymn to Pan. So you. you have Pan, Panic. They relate that to Baphomet, me, all these different deities, idols, whatever you want to call it. And Copy. so the connection of NASA with the occult 
It's obviously there. Like that's the dark history mm-hmm. of NASA. Like, I was thinking that earlier. Yeah, the Nazis, I'm already there with Parsons, the Nazis, Parsons, Warner. Well, in this whole operation, the whole illusion clip. control too. If we're talking about keeping people in this kind of Plato's cave of knowledge control, like if if you want to control what's the thoughts about what's going on up above us in space, you generate it for us, right? You tell us what's out there. You say, hey, we've sent rockets up, and it's like this or. Right, but the like action you get out there. The action of sending a rocket into space to me is a ritual. So if you look at how how it is, like how it's it's, oh. a, it's a phallus, right? You're not wrong. You're shooting a giant <laughs> phallus into the sky. You know, think about what the. Yeah, this, this is I'm I'm trying not to bring in other cosmologies, but if you look at the firmament, you know what the Earth symbolizes and everything. So it's again, it's a sort of it's a fire ritual. Essentially, is what it is. And mm-hmm. everyone's attention is focused in on it. Now, I think, in my opinion, a lot of these astronauts were kind of shady. Maybe there's people on those rockets. Maybe not. And maybe those people that we see on, on, on these feeds, maybe they're off grid somewhere where they got access to some sort of internet and they're able to live shot. You know, the bubbles in space never made never made sense to me. I'm not a flat earther. I am more of a a hollow earther if anything i think that the answer is at the bottom of our ocean oh boy <laughs> so because you got that whole thing now I, well that do, does go to the moon landing and jack parsons connection with jared leto's current house that he lives in oh god which what? was in the in laurel canyon yeah which was a secret basically run by the intelligence community right and was a massive soundstage and set which supposedly was where they filmed the fake moon and and having uh kubrick on board jack parsons was a part of that uh your boy from scientology back then oh. uh before scientology you know all these guys came they were all crowleyists yeah they were all followers they were all government assets there i say and they were all <laughs> inside intelligence assets i still he have was a, a navy man i still have a big problem with the whole landing stuff we just had a, a probe or a, we had a, we had something that just went askew here recently in the last week or two that was supposed to be this probe we were spent you know sending up and we were supposed to send manned missions coming up in 25 i think or end of 24 and they pushed that off to 26 it's like okay I'll believe it again when we get there. Maybe we could just take all the steps we did before to get there so many times and just do it again. The biggest, and have, you know, Neil Armstrong hit another golf ball off the moon. I mean. The biggest secret society, the, the U.S. government. I mean, if you, th- you ever wonder why the Secret Service is called the Secret Service? Now that makes a lot of sense to me. The Secret Service. The SS. Yeah. They're servicing the secrets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, Homeland Security, when it was found, that was... Literally, the Nazis had a a group in German, yeah, that's literally translated into Homeland Security. Wow. Oh, really? Yes, Hitler had a Homeland Security. Well, you nice. know, the, it's it's almost like the, the CIA became a, a corrupted form of well, like, it was the OSS the, uh, and, underground. Yeah. yeah, but once the Nazis infiltrated through Operation Paperclip, there was like infiltrated. Became, I mean, we just brought them well, over. We Who brought them they over. Infiltrated. They probably just hey, come over here. It's cool now. Yeah, that's you know, the all stuff the that we Bill know Rockets about. With his Werner, yeah, you know, they're running shit through Argentina. Yeah. You know, all those guys were living in Argentina, and there's whole communities know, in South America. Well that documented are that yeah. Himmler and uh, a lot of the high ranking, including Hitler, probably made it to Argentina. Yeah, and who knows what kind of effect yeah. they could have 
on our culture throughout these years. Yeah. You know, through the CIA and secret societies and Hollywood and Yeah, but it's just not the story everybody wants to hear. It's not the reality everybody wants to happen. It's not the movie ending that everybody went into those buildings for when they were, you know, ten years ago though. Looking for that escapism, right? Well, so like maybe that's the whole point of it, is like maybe that's why reality is not fun to deal with, is because it's not the way that we would choose for things to go a lot of times, but that's kind of what is going on. So but that is also one of the things that keeps me grounded in it is trying to like deal with it so I can like actually figure out what's going on. Like I can't go back to being ignorant. I could I couldn't try if I wanted to. Yeah, that's something that I I don't know if you can tell, I can't really have normal conversations with people anymore. Because I fully understand. <laughs> I can't watch a movie anymore without going into the, symbolism. This. I start I, I started watching Prometheus the other night. Uh, Alien oh Prometheus with with dude like t- at least three or four times in the last couple months I've watched that. I film. love that movie so much. It's, it, yep. A lot of people didn't like it, but I like it. And I started Great. watching it. And the 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 planet that they go to where the engineers are at, it's a two two three reverse as three two two, which is the whole skull and bones. Yes. Uh, the, and I was like, when I saw, it, I was like, ah, all right, whatever. So <laughs> when you start to catch things, the more you learn, the more things start to pop out. And right. And now it just kind of sort of happens automatically, especially now with doing it, like decoding for a community, it kind of just automatically sort of pops out to me to where like, okay, and then I can talk about this on the show or whatever it is. And it's a blessing and a curse, I guess. But yeah, it really sucks the the fun out of everything because you start to deconstruct everything. I mean, but they're yeah. putting so much garbage in, in like even kids shows you know baby shows like you know the, the whole coco melon now it's coco, all- i was just gonna say coco i would not let I my kids watch coco melon it's woke Never. now like if you put coco melon on they will literally it's the only thing they'll actually watch it's crazy like when bro. when babies are little they don't even pay attention to the tv so who but when figured you this put coco melon on they are on it and they will watch it for hours upon hours yeah. if that's people will just put their kids in front of coco melon for hours and i'm like this is weird it felt weird right away i'm like nope it's weird, bro. Not happening. Is it, is it a program like, it's you know, strange. I, I don't want to make any comments about it because I don't know nothing about it yet. I'll have, to, I'll have to check it out. If you would catch me stuck in my office next week, I'm in there watching Cocomelon, whatever the hell so that it, is, it, probably having a juice it's pack. It's nothing and... weird. It's nothing like weird. It's just the timing that they use, the colors that they use, the cadences yes. that they use in the show is MK Ultra for little babies, bro. It's like MK Ultra for Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's like some kind of like your eyes never close, you know, like yeah, they're just, just feeding you somehow. Yeah. I, I know the, I know the vibe. I get it. I don't know that we ever had shows like that when we were kids. I mean, DuckTales was never that nefarious, you know, they're just teaching no, us no, 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 history no. lessons about Aztec gold and, you know, Bro. uh, you know, making a time machine with a, you know, a, a multicolored popsicle. There was a Bubba lot of symbolism in DuckTales. There was a lot of symbolism and a, a lot, lot of shows. A lot of occultism yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. In DuckTales for sure. I was bo- so I was born in '94. I don't know what year you guys were born in, but we had Dragon Ball Z, we had Yu Gi Oh, we had all these. Di- I never watched yeah, any of that. See, you grew I up never watched Power any of that. Rangers. We were I grew up teenage, in that era. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, we got about a decade on Transformers. Homunculus. Teenage Mutant Homunculus. <laughs> 
<laughs> All talking sensei goes, rat, I'm bro. <laughs> Dude, a rat in the sewers that teaches you kung fu. Come on, bro. Yeah, yeah. And then named yeah. after different historical people: Michelangelo, da, was it Da Vinci, whatever the name was. Like, what Leonardo, was it? Donatello, Raphael. Come on, look yeah, into the history they're all of all famous. those guys. Yeah, they were well. They had us hook, line, and sinker, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, you might be making a lot of sense right now. No, dude, I know I'm making it because when you go back, and I've tried to put some of the shows that I watch for my son, and it's like, yeah. oh, and Yu-Gi-Oh, the Shadow Realm. Well, to some occultists, the Shadow Realm is a real place. Like It's like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. like what? Courage the Cowardly Dog. Weird <laughs> things happen in the middle of nowhere. Well, the, the desert is the, right? You have the Skinwalker Ranch in Utah and the deserts. And then it's like, well, the devil lives in the desert. It's like, And then you look at the first episode, it's like the room is 666 and a half. And I'm like, come on, man. We've been, we've been fed this for a very long time. And Dragon Ball Z. You got a SpongeBob freaking talismans. If you collect them all together, you get granted a wish mm-hmm. by a freaking dragon. And then they're like demigods. Like, what's going on? Like, all that stuff was all back in here. And I think that's all actually why I'm interested in a lot of things that I'm interested in because we grew yeah. up watching this sort of stuff. So I'd have well, to disagree. I, mean, with I, I grew up with so Indiana bad. Jones. No, you're, you're right. Goonies. Indiana Jones was a lot of occultic. Like Indiana yeah. Jones had a ton. I'm saying yeah. like cartoons. Like yeah. I wasn't sitting there watching. All, we just didn't have that. We had Bugs Bunny. Maybe there was some stuff in that. I don't like not as I just it doesn't seem as overt as <laughs> it's stuff like today where it's like some of the things that I've seen where I'm like, what is the pyramid symbology going on? And they're talking yeah. about, you know, like the the there was one clip of this cartoon from like where they were doing it from like a Hollywood stance at time where I was like, this is so strange. Like, I can't believe this is a children's cartoon. Like what, what does any of this have to do with kids? Like where they're even going to pick up on this. Like I could follow the plot of fat cat schemes in tailspin. I knew what he was or rescue Rangers. I knew what, I knew what fat cat was trying to do. You know, he's trying to corner the market and, and fruit or whatever he was trying to do. Like I got it, but it wasn't like, you know, fat cat was out there trying to, you know, cover the, the, the human trafficking trade. Like, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the kind of things getting slipped in where I'm like, that Dude, doesn't make any sense. I can what. take other innuendos, but like, I don't, how do you overtly put in some of the weirder things where I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Don't watch five American tale. Remember what is, that? What does that mean? Fievel. Fievel? American the mouse? tale. And yeah, goes the mouth. Yeah. Go watch that again. The first one. Dude. It I, you're is asking so, a lot of me. That's, how strange kids, is that? Very little kids watching American tale. That's an adult movie. Go watch that. I have to rewatch. It, it is dark, dude. It I can't watch. Intense. I won't watch Pinocchio. I've only ever seen that once in my life. Pinocchio, never go back. Too yeah. much. Pinocchio, yeah. homunculus, another one. There you there go. You go. There you go. Okay. I. Now that we're getting more examples out here, I'm with you, bro. I mean, all, <laughs> a lot of Disney is based on old Germanic folk folklore, which has mm-hmm. more darker roots. So it's all, but it just has the Disney twist on it. I mean, the whole idea of Disney. The reason it's right in Florida, it's the most magical place on earth. There's a reason why they're there. You have Disney along Disneyland along the 33rd parallel in California. There's a reason why it's there. I don't know if you guys have ever read Walter Bosley's work with the, the latitude mm-hmm. 33, but essentially they're tapping into these ley lines, right? These dragon lines, well, these old to alert currents. That's the club, the 33 club mm-hmm. in Disney. Walt Disney has a private club. 
called the 33 Club. Did not know that. And it's on the 33rd parallel. How so do you Walter, get into that? called the Magic Kingdom. How do you get into that? Walter, Walter D- Disney, like the, the original Walt Disney wasn't a Freemason. The one that was a Freemason was his brother. I believe his name was Roy. Roy, Roy Disney. Yeah. He's the one. So, yeah, he, you do have a 33, a 33 Club. Uh, he was part of the Demolay, which is a sort of like Boy Scouts funded by Masons, which whatever. The in Florida, it's built again along the same parallel that NASA and SpaceX, SpaceX is on, which is the 28th parallel. And the 28th degree in Templarism is the degree of the sun. So I think it goes back to like, right, Florida is the sunshine state. I think it goes back to sun worship and the and, and maybe not even the sun it might be right the 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 brightest star which we know that's lucifer right the light bringer which some people talk about it being saturn other people talk about it being venus there's a whole bunch of different cosmologies but saturn's cube getting into the saturn's cube and um saturn having basically a hexagon mm-hmm. storm that's in the shape of a hexagon on on, on the north pole mm-hmm. what is that about mean that's just bizarre like a perfect geometric shape so the conspiracy you know, behind that that's that's my that was my first ever interview the conspiracy really? behind that the saturn time cube simulation is that if you've ever heard the noises coming from the planets like so if you if you youtube right now sound that mercury makes or sound that venus makes or sound that sure. saturn makes saturn sounds like screaming like people screaming and the conspiracy Damn. is that Saturn being Kronos, being Father mm-hmm. Time, being, yep. you know, all these different cosmologies, that he's the demiurge. And that there is a cymatic device. Chosen1.com. Go visit chosen1.com. It's easy to remember if you just sing along. Chosen1.com. Go visit chosenone.com The chosen one Yes, he is the chosen one He's got his own comic And now he's got his own song Cause he's the chosen one Yes, he is the chosen one Go buy a copy at Chosenone.com Chosenone.com Go visit chosenone.com it's easy to remember if you just sing along. Chosenone.com. Go visit chosenone.com. On Saturn, that's creating through sound frequencies, creating and being amplified through the rings of Saturn, being pointed right. directly at Earth to keep us in, again, this sort of simulation. To, to a mm-hmm. false reality in, in a sort of way, and it, I mean, if, if we've seen movies about that left and right. You have Plato, you know, Plato's cave. That's essentially what it is. Like people are believing the shadows on the wall versus actual reality, and so the idea that that's why there's that shape because of the cymatics, and now cymatics mm-hmm. is the use of sound to create shapes. And if you yep. cr- if you connect the lines on the on the hexagon, it creates a cube. Saturn is the seventh day of the seventh planet from the sun. Seventh day of the week is Saturn day. Or I'm sorry, sixth planet from the sun, sixth day of the week. Uh, and you have a six-sided shape on its north pole. So that's where you get the 666 symbolism. And then if you look at the history in any mythology of this Chrono slash Saturn god, it's never good. 
you know, he's eating his kids. He is, mm-hmm. you know, control over time. So very alchemical, right? So it's like if he controls time, then then what else is going on? So that that's where that comes from. And you see, once you, and that's what did it for me. That's Nick Hinton, the Saturn Time Cube Simulation, where once you see that, you go, okay, well, all these movies, Hellraiser, Transformers at the site of 9-11, you have Stanley Kubrick, it's Saturn. It, it, it's uh, Black Cubes. It's like, wait a minute. The All Spark is a cube, a black cube, and the Hellraiser. They mm-hmm. they go in through yep. the different reality in the cube. the the cube The Black Cube Memorial at the nine eleven site. Then the yep. other day there was some mm-hmm. dude who fell into it, like bleeding. Like, what was going on there? Is that a, some sort of? Ritual? I didn't see that one. Yeah, it was a thirty three year old man, or he fell thirty three oh, feet, goodness. something like that. <laughs> something like that. Always, always. <laughs> so you start to make fails. those connections, but again, is it all numerology, just, gematria? Is it being schizo and just like seeing patterns whether or not, right? Because it's easy to to make things up. And that's where you get the whole tinfoil hat thing where it's like, oh, put your tinfoil hat on. But was that well, the side? I think if you you're know? like, I think if you're like overly like charged sometimes, you know, some, oh yeah, you know, like you can see a conspiracy everywhere if you want. But like, I think when you just, again, take in so much of that information over time, it's like, it is what you're saying. It's like some people can look at those 3d puzzles and get the picture really quick to just pop out. Like you just know to how to let your eyes unfocus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This to me is a way of getting so much information that you get overwhelmed to where you let your brain just go out of focus. And then me. it just starts letting things rise up out of it where you go. I can't really tell you why, yeah. but this thing right here doesn't seem right. This seems like it's weird or off or whatever you want to say yeah. about it. And like, there are a lot of times you just don't really have the capability to put it into words or context, but you're like my gut feeling from all of this information I've taken. And over time to be kind of trained as this, uh, cadaver dog of conspiratorial thought or nature, whatever it is, like it does, it just kind of presents itself to you. And you're like, huh, that's why that's weird to me. You that don't even mean. know it. Sometimes yeah. I had to hit pause. Cause like Bub just said, you get ungrounded with this stuff. And yeah. conspiracies and all those things led me to looking into the occult and magic and Crowley and Madame Blavatsky. That's what led me to a lot of the conspiracies and the occultic stuff within, you know, the secret societies and, and kind of went backwards and came into the the modern era of, oh, all of these things go back to Crowley, go back to Blavatsky, but Blavatsky was going back to these kind of Predates ancient something else, Hindu, yeah. You know, the, you know, Crowley was doing rituals inside the Great Temple. That's mm-hmm. when that weird little being that he writes about in the, in the Book of the Law, and, and uh, gosh, I, I can't remember. Yes, and it's this creepy little big-headed gremlin-looking dude. Oh, that's a lamb. That, so that's two different. Sorry, instances. lamb. Yes. Yeah. Okay, let's go through these. What happened here? So lamb is from the Amalantra workings that happened in New York, and the and the Cairo workings, which happened in the Great Chamber, in the King's yeah. Chamber. That's where he got in touch with Iowas. Now, lamb. Yeah, a lot of people say that Crowley was, and let me make sure I'm saying it, it's Amalantra or Alamantra. Alamantra. Working, so it's yeah the Amalantra working. Okay, so I got it right. The so in the Amalantra workings, he was doing it was during <laughs> it was during four twenty, right? It was around four twenty or I think it was uh, four eighteen something like that. They were doing these rituals, and it was in New York. They uh, allegedly opened up a portal, and this being revealed itself to him. That a lot of people argue of the whole conspiracy that aliens are actually demons because 
You have Curly, who was an occultist using black magic to get in contact with these things. Iowas, which was in Cairo, was a voice that Curly heard during a seance with his wife at the time, where essentially he heard a voice that made him get into a trance and write an entire book, which is the Libra Al, the book of the law, which is the core, like the Bible for Thelema, mm-hmm. uh, for Thelemites. So you have one of the more infamous, and I'm not going to say greatest because I don't think he was great. One of the most infamous occultists that influenced, you know, rock music and a lot of artists of their time, like the, I forgot which, which is the, is Jimmy Page the that bought the, the beat? Is it Jimmy yeah, Page that bought all, the house? All of them. Anyways, I'm not 100% mm-hmm. on that that history, but he did influence a lot of people. And we have this guy who was co- talking to interdimensional beings, essentially, that could have arguably been aliens. And I think that's what alien is. Like, the, it's extraterrestrial. Well, interdimensional, you know, could be the same thing. And so that's where the homunculus also comes into play because the, the homunculus essentially is a vessel for what some scholars believe some scholars believe to uh, you know a few different things some scholars believe that homunculi are actually artificial demons that you're creating a demonic entity some people believe that homunculi are vessels for demonic entities and that would play you know give credence and fortify the idea that the nephilim maybe perhaps that was the nephilim's like backfire plan hey let's teach this knowledge to where they can make a vessel for us that way we can come back and inhabit that vessel right we demonic possession is a real thing is a real phenomenon so what a better way than to give a backup plan to the people that you're teaching these dark arts to be like hey if, you know if it if i do get destroyed because maybe they could tell the future maybe they knew god was going to destroy them all like oh, let's teach these arts to these people they're going to pass it down and they're going to make all these vessels for us and that's the whole you know lmr zuli thing where they're making mm. These Nephilim mm, vessels, cool. you know, with the blood of the cows, because the 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 cow blood is can actually be used in transfusions for humans. I mean, they, they're interchangeable. So, the, again, it's, it's very, also the plot of Chucky. Is it really? <laughs> Pretty much. But, Chucky, the very first scene. Oh, in he that puts movie himself into a is different Chucky's body. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Like he, he's oh, doing yeah, a yeah, magic yeah. criminal. He's doing a magic ritual. And he's dying. When he's dying because he's this Satan worshiper, essentially. Wow. Bro. And he, that movie's way off now. And I had, said, a, I had a sleepover in yeah. second grade at my house. And I didn't realize that nobody else watched these kind of movies. Nobody. Except me. Hold on, bro. Hold on. You guys were like, there you go. (laughs) I confirmed the homunculus for you. That's funny. Man, I didn't didn't even make that connection, bro. Thank you for that. Because that's one of the, yeah, dude. I I just popped in my head. I'm like, dude, that's the plot. And that's scary as hell. Because he's like screaming as he's like transferring himself. There's this like big lightning storm that kicked off. And like, the alley. Right when he turns into down. he turns into Chucky, and then next thing you know, goes home with that little kid. Andy. So again, these Not movies are grounded Jesus. in some truth to a certain degree. And I mean, I don't know about you guys, but when I see a movie that says based on true events, I'm wondering the whole damn movie what the true event was. So you know, it puts you in a sort of state of mind that maybe opens you up more, like to be more receptive. Right. You know, right, like right, the Texas right, Chainsaw right. Massacre, knowing you. that. It happened in real life. Well, well, what part of the movie was the true thing? 
you know like what part and you're left the whole time like oh the the one the one that really freaked me out hereditary where it's like based on true events bro wait wait hereditary is something i've seen it oh don't also so don't watch it because because we have a theory that the well so we have a theory (laughs) that the movies that that company produces a24 are cursed so any okay so hereditary Uh, we're gonna need to talk about this (laughs) sorry juan you just stepped on it (laughs) i don't want to spoil the movie for you but it doesn't spoil it it does involve homunculus all right. Is it how old is this film? Homunculus confirmed. Twenty. Uh, how old of a movie? Homunculus it's confirmed. a recent. <laughs> homunculus confirmed. Eat. Oh. Good God, that's a homunculus. Hereditary. Uh, Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Is there any like? Is there actors in it that I would know or actresses or? So we have one of those kind of under Tony the radar. Collette, Alex Wolf, and then that's the only people that you. Those are the main two people. Mm, okay. So you believe that this film is produced by a company or 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 a group that their films are cursed? A24 I'm makes right on. some very this. occultic films. And let me pull up their their film library so people know Midsummer. Copy. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. Ex Machina was one of the ones. Oh, I've watched Ex Machina. Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler was one of them. Let's see. I've watched part of that. So that's a good movie. Let's see, Priscilla, everything, everywhere, all at once. I haven't watched that one, but I heard that one was pretty occultic too. Hereditary Ladybird, The Whale with with Oh look at the whale oh, with is, this guy. Is, is that uh, what's his head? Brandy yeah, Fraser. yeah, that's supposed to be a good one. Yeah. I haven't seen that. The Witch, which I heard was really trippy too. I haven't watched that. But anyways, the point being that for this particular movie, Hereditary, they took various grimoires so magic books on magic and they pieced it all together and they made their own grimoire which in my opinion would still work because that's the thing about magic it's meant to be adapted it's meant to be used now right they took a whole bunch of different we can get into john d and anokian here after this because parsons was using that for the homunculus the babylon working ritual to make the femunculus the 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 woman manifester and so they're taking different pieces of different grimoires and, and they made a grimoire uh, for the movie, specifically for the movie. Now, I was going to have this guy on who did this really, really, really great breakdown about Hereditary on this YouTube channel. I forgot the name. He told me he was going to come on, but he never hit me back up. But essentially, he has like this whole theories. Of, I love when people really go crazy with like fan fiction and like develop the story further than what we're given, you know, like uh, I, I really love that. And so in this movie, the people who are behind it have to know, have to have a deeper knowledge of the occult to be able to construct what they constructed. And part of the occult, again, and th- and th- this is just us. And by us, I mean like my telegram group and stuff where we've come up with the idea that certain movies are cursed, certain and there's certain people like my wife won't won't will not absolutely for no reason for 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 any reason watch horror movies, and the reason for that being because she believes that you know things can happen and and that's true because during a couple of years ago there was a few reports of people watching that movie with that clown and they were being possessed in the movie theater because again you don't mm. know what a diet doesn't just consist of what you're eating it also consists of what you're consuming so if you're consuming 
bad things on a daily basis, it's going to rot your brain and not maybe not physically, but you know what I'm saying? Like spiritually or whatever it is, it's yeah. going to, it's going to wear down. Destabilize you. Yeah. And that's the yeah. whole. Remember what Lindsay said? Lindsay Brisbane. We had Lindsay Brisbane oh, from the Chile. Right. Yep. And she lived, lived in a demonically haunted house here in Akron, Ohio. Um, <laughs> if anybody hasn't heard of the yeah. Killing podcast, you should go Good check theories. it out. Um, very well Creepy. done. Um, very well well put together. Um, but she lived in this house for, I don't know, a year and a half, two years. Three girls. Um, it, three girls, her roommates in college. And, you know, when they were getting a tour of the house, they saw this really strange symbol in the basement wall. Not so. I mean, and they were like, it's they were very, satanic. very <laughs> desperate to get into this house. And so they just didn't want to split up as roommates. They couldn't right. find a house that could accommodate three. It was like two mm-hmm. or nothing. And so and they got into this house. And early on, uh, around Halloween, they decided they were going to watch uh, The Exorcist. And so they're all in the living room and all this weird stuff starts happening in the house. It just um, like raised all the energy and like gave whatever was going on like an amplified yeah. ability. So they're like, okay, we should turn this off. And she said, if you live in a haunted house or demonically haunted house, do not watch horror movies. I mean, it makes sense. It's just like throwing, it you know, amplifies it. Throwing salt and pepper into a dish. You know, you live in a haunted house, you start putting on some <laughs> phantasm or poltergeist. And the next thing you know, they're like, hey, you got any popcorn too? I'll join you so, on the sofa. And you're like, no, like I'm good. There's Go something. There's something in the occult that is called occulted scaffolding. And I think, okay. I think I'm the only one that's ever talked about that. And, and it's occulted scaffolding and it's re- in relation to this other thing, Pythagorean palaces, which is a whole different, um, you know, um, theory. But essentially scaffold, uh, occulted scaffolding, you can apply it to really any occult principle where it's the intention that goes in behind that work that was produced. So... Take it, take it as this. So when they're writing the script, all the stuff that was left out of the script, right? You have the director's cut of a lot of movies where they cut off certain amount. I think it was Eyes Wide Shut where they where there was like twenty oh. minutes that they never put out or whatever it was. And I mean that movie's already bizarre as is. But the concept of when people are an occulted scaffolding tip for people to to get a grasp on it. When you're doing a sketch and you, you know, some people use like reinforcing sketches or I don't know what it would be called to, to, you know, they draw a circle to draw a head. Well, and then after they're done with it, they erase it. That's sort of a cult of scaffolding where you don't know what went in behind the creation of said thing. So on our money, it says in God, we trust everyone automatically assumes like, Hey, that's, that's you know, Jesus Christ, right? The, the God that we all know and love. How do you know? How do you know? Right. These are guys that right. were in secret societies that were part Pretty of secret vague. occultic groups. And you automatically, but yet it has an all seeing eye, has a pyramid, all, all this weird garbage on our money, sigils, right? That's what it is, sigils, that everybody, everyone's life revolves around, right? Nobody can do anything without it. So it's like, that's pretty occult. And it's like, well, you automatically assume, and God, we trust that it's the God that you know from, right? right. What about people from the other religions? And 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 God yeah. we trust it. Do they automatically think it's like if, if they're Hindu or whatever? Like, what, is it their gods? I don't know. Again, no disrespect, but you get what no. I'm saying. Like, no, absolutely. No, no. Uh, money is Babylonian 100%. money magic. hundred percent. It goes back to Babylon through enslavement through these paper systems. That was all about Jesus going into the 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 money changers temples in the, in the them temple out. and kicking them out because yeah. that was like your early that's like your first Rothschilds and Rockefellers. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So people that were in banking were always into the occult. Bankers. Always 100%. into the occult. Yeah. And that's, again, that's a hard pill to swallow for some people. So people are like, oh, you're reaching. It's like, no, if you trace back Mm-mm. the origins of a lot of things. So that's why I said that there might be some secret hidden thing within these movies. And I'm using A24 because, again, you got to watch it to to really understand what I'm talking about. Because it's like a regular movie at first that you don't really know what's happening. And then at some point in the movie, it like, it really, because you know it's a horror movie during the entire time that you're watching it. You go, okay, but where's the horror? You know what I mean? Again, based on true events, it's very lull, but they're doing programming throughout the entire movie. That's what this other guy breaks down. He's like, oh, do you remember this part with, where she was doing this and that? It's like, oh, it's all connected to this at the end. It's like, whoa. And so if okay. you're not conscious of it, you're never going to catch it. But at one point in the movie, it gets cranked up to like 110. You go, oh okay and then boom the finale at the end where you're like that was really really disturbing and you're left with this like weird taste in your mouth like midsummer midsummer was created by the same people and from what i've been told they follow each other chronologically i forgot the guy told me uh one becomes before the other it's a continuation anyways but midsummer again very low at the beginning and then it just at one point you lose yourself in the story and you go, how did we go from this to what just happened? Right. So it gets very disturbing. And, and I've, I've watched movies that had really like changed me a little bit and maybe hereditary, not one of them, but still pretty up there. And I'm not talking about like movies that are like banned in the U S or whatever. Cause there's some of those, but again, this morbid curiosity of, of when you tell me don't watch that, I'm, you know, you're gonna watch. Don't watch the Human Centipede. Well, why not? Well, and you watch the yeah, Human Centipede. Yeah, I'm staying centipede. away from that one. <laughs> human yeah, Centipede. I'm gonna you know leave that one alone. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Well, I want to watch this hereditary. That's I want to. I want to see what he's talking about on this one. I watch, watch. I watch that. Yeah. Are you guys are watching? But it's like you're talking about growing up. Well, we grew up. <laughs> I just need it for information wise. Yeah. We grew up in a time where we were getting like the early parts of the internet. You know, we were we yeah. were, we were watching people get unalived on camera you know watching all the taliban yep. videos and all these things as a oh, kid yeah. going through yeah. middle school you know what i'm saying like we were exposed yep. to these things and that there was some very disturbing ones that people you know that yep. you would come across even till this day you'll get one or two on facebook i don't really go on facebook anymore but there's a lot of like gore at the early stages of of the internet that we were exposed to while i was in middle school and high school and like that has something that's got to do something to you in the long run you know what i'm saying like there's a reason oh, yeah. why people get PTSD. Yeah, PT- PTSD yeah. is a real thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, watch. Killsometime.com. Especially when you're that yes. young, seeing like, somebody get beheaded is, you know. I remember th- that being a video I caught one time somehow, and I was just like, no, we that's not for me. Like, give, I remember like, I'll I didn't give sleep ISIS. well for, like, weeks. I'll yeah, give we were ISIS. in our early 20s during that time. The production value. They have some great production <laughs> value at one point. They where I did. Was like, they definitely do. Where I was like, man, this looks... This guy just got his head blown off, but it looks really good. Like the shot was cinema cameras. Yeah, the the quality like really shot up to where it got to a point where I thought it was fake. Like some of the stuff looked, it looks what is it? It looks so real. Well, didn't it's it fake. come out that some of those were fake? I, I thought it. it did come out that oh, uh, I'm sure there were some at the yeah. I some of those were 
you know, probably like some kind of CIA group or yeah. something what like that. What was the statement I keep ringing Hollywood around in my head is believe nothing of what you see, only half of what you hear. Yeah, but seeing is believing. Well, not anymore. And and I had an astrologer. That is the thing. Unless yeah. I am right there <laughs> next to you to witness it, it's really tough anymore with videos and deep fakes and this and that. And just yeah. to the level of, you know, somebody put a video up the other day on X and there was like, what's wrong with this video? And it looked like kids from like the 1920s, like this video had just been colorized. But then when you're watching the video, you just start to notice the hands. The hands aren't there. And that's where you got to look at. Well, the digits are all jacked up all yeah. the time. Or like when they're moving or something like they more for like kind of looks like Vincent D'Onofrio in the cell when he's like speeding up and slowing down as that weird like psycho killer inside Jennifer Lopez's, Lopez's mind. Like that blur effect, you know, where like you can tell something's off, but you're not sure what it is. But it'll get better and better and better. Yeah. And that's the thing, The the right what I call the the destruction of the uncanny valley because as humans right and this relates all to homunculus and we can you know tie it all in at the end because it's it's i'll go and i'll say i'll go on record to say that a lot of people in power in the government in hollywood and otherwise world leaders are homunculi now i'll state as to why but the destruction of the uncanny valley as a person you know when something is off. You know, you get all these stories of Skinwalker and all these weird stories where people see something and they go, ah, there's something off about that. There's something that isn't right. And I think that's the soul. I think that's what, that's the essence, right? That's, and now I'm not talking about when somebody has like mental health issues, because you can also tell when that, and again, I'm not saying that in a bad way, but you can also tell when somebody's right. not there, you know, because they're, they're delayed in some sort of way, right? Sure. I'm talking about something completely different. I'm talking about, just like a weird way of being and not just i'm a weirdo but you know you, you get what i'm saying and an npc or something like that that kind of dehumanizes a large amount of of the population i wouldn't i wouldn't say yeah i'm not going to say npc i don't think that's the correct i don't think i don't think that would exist i don't think that an actual npc that is there for texture exist that's just my some people believe that yeah that there are people who are here just for right have you ever seen your neighbor bring in groceries i've never seen my neighbor bring groceries does that mean that they're fake and they're an npc no but you know know i'm saying like that sort of thing like there's a lot of things that sometimes don't add up but right and that's just a funny one but the i meant more of like just like a term to like cover the fact that like if there are people out there that are like you're saying, maybe more of the homunculi like uh, effect. It's not necessarily that they're an NPC, but like almost like what you're trying to I say. Don't, I, think I don't mean is... it by that. I, I mean okay. it by that a homunculus. So we have the evolution of magic and magical systems. So John D created a system of magic that got passed on Golden Dawn, all these secret societies. Crowley picked it up. He turned it into his own thing. You know, groups in between there, the Rosicrucians and all those. I don't think the Rosicrucians were involved in Enochian, but the you get you pick up these this knowledge, you modify it and you tweak it to your own setting so you can use it. It's okay because again, you're tapping into a higher power. You have Crowley, and then he inspired Parsons, which Parsons took it and kind of tweaked it and made it into his own thing. So there's an evolution of the tech. Right, the I think it's technology. I think the occult is the technology that you're, you're able to use and tap into. And so, 
Crowley really broke down. He writes about this, the idea of the homunculus, not an alchemical homunculus. He did say that an alchemical homunculus could be possible, right? He did write about that, but he broke it down to where, in my opinion, I think this was where Epstein and all these guys come in. A homunculus could be as simple as the surrogate mother that you had you know, carry your child, which we know a lot of elites and a lot of celebrities use surrogates. I mean, that's a, that's a thing in Hollywood. And we, we know very, the Kardashians and various people who have used surrogates. I'm going to make sure that she has the baby on such and such day at such and such time, X, Y, Z. Boom. They, al- they astrologically align the birth of that person because maybe they believe that by being in the the Leo constellation, you know, having a rising Leo and a setting, whatever. I don't know a lot of astrology, but it plays a role in alchemy and all the things. It's like they have more favorable attributes as a person. That that to me right there, that's a homunculus. Now, apply that to the U.S. presidents. We know that the U.S. presidents are all related by blood. I mean, they except for one of them, that they that they trace back their lineage all the way back. Right to the very first. That's mm-hmm. that's strange. That's mm-hmm. strange, right? Like we know a right. lot of royalty and elites. They they you know nepotism and they keep everything in the family. So what's all that about the Habsburg chin? They had a big. They're all chin Germans because the Habs- yeah. they're all Germans. They were interbreeding the, the, ones, so their chin was like the Ru- yeah. The Russian czars were all cousins with the. Sounds like Game of Thrones type the, stuff. Yeah, Targaryens. Ex- a fictional well, story, right? Of, I mean, yeah. Um, the house, the Windsors, they mm-hmm. were Germans. They were all first cousins with um, Queen Elizabeth's uh, father was first cousins with Nicholas the first, uh, the the last star of Russia. Yeah. And then also, you know, the, the back then it was the Prussian Empire. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, German Empire, whatever you want to call it. But they were just all, you know, Franz Ferdinand was related to all of them. And Too wild. I got into that uh, YouTube charts. Um, yeah. the guy that makes all the the big charts on YouTube, and then he makes these huge posters, but he makes these big high resolution PDF files, and then we'll just digitally scan all through these charts, and you look at how all these people are related, and then you go into other kingdoms of like Finland and Norway, and how you know the Russians were really just the Rus people, and how all these different groups and how the countries were just created by these big families that were just migrating to other places to all start new kingdoms. Bro. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. You know, Charles the First. <laughs> this is one. The, all the, coincidence, bro. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure it's just. A See, I, I'm a person that loves. Just happens. I like to connect the dots. I get kind of hung up with. But with the funny thing is, when you do that, people this. go, "All oh, that can't all connect," and you're like, "No, but it." Re- I mean, I can look through all this and tell you it does. That's why and that's I tell when it people. Gets really weird. And that's why I said at the very beginning, I know absolutely nothing more than what I do since the beginning of when I started researching all this. I'm just presenting yeah. to you the research you make of that, what you will. I have my own ideas. Yeah, obviously, because taking in so many different points of views, but I don't know. Any, I'm not saying that this is the truth, but how you're saying when you start to look at the bigger picture, you go, something's off here. Something is weird about what's going on. Right. And there's, a, right. you start to see a pattern emerge, you know, and that's why I don't like the term conspiracy theories. I think it's pattern recognitionist. You know, we, we recognize yeah. patterns, we connect the dots and we, we do the, 
you know, because some conspiracies are stupid. I mean, I think that some conspiracies are just me too. Crazy. Well, it's, it's meant to take your eye off the ball. Well, and yeah. to delegitimize actual real things. Yeah. Yeah. It, but but look at Jack Parsons, like what Juan's telling us, you know, about the JPL and NASA. People really didn't get hit to that Jack Parsons and all these connections until 40, 50 years later. Well, yeah. you're talking about back then. You, know, you would have had to have known Jack Parsons or a story yes. would have had to have come out and made it, it was, to the newspaper, or yada, yada. Like, yeah. The, the information travels so much faster now, or at least it used to. I think it's stifled a little bit more now. They've gotten better at muddying it. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to figure out what's real and what's not. Because if we could get all the raw data, I think it would be too much easier to figure out what's actually going on. So there's always like, like today, for example, what was it? The SEC put out something about Bitcoin from the SEC's account. And then moments later, like minutes later, they had to retract it. <laughs> and it like made it made Bitcoin do some crazy maneuver. Like yeah. the SEC, what did they tweet something about? I saw they might have long... to hold themselves accountable yeah. And like bring themselves to court for what they did for market manipulation. Yeah, like that's I, I that's saw the where lick. we're at. Like I saw the yep. lick. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Yep. Uh, it's it, just interesting. And it, the it, hacked account. <laughs> it, it shows. It show even in shows right the on the, on the, if you guys saw the show you. I think that um, was, no, I did not. I think I have. So it's a it's a really good show. The I'm not gonna spoil, it, but at the end of that show, that series, they really show what I believe is is like happening. Like I don't know if you guys ever saw House of Cards with Kevin yep. Spacey, which we know what happened with sure. him. But yep. that show and how when they ask, I think they asked a representative or something one time, like how accurate is that show? And the, and he's like, well, it's 99.8 percent accurate. It's like, oh, why not 100 percent? It's like, well, because in a legislature, you know, legislature wouldn't pass a healthcare reform that quickly you know in the show how quickly they yeah. had fa- passed it, it's like <clears throat> that's the most unrealistic yeah. part of it the passing not of the, the murder yeah not the other <laughs> stuff the extortion the murder the this the that da, da, da. it's like everything else is They're like that oh that's every yeah. day yeah every and day that, cart to know? me because like a lot of people will be like hey you know don't talk about obviously there's certain topics that you can't talk about and not, I mean, that's a given, right? There's certain things that you can't talk about, which we know what those are. And, but to me, there isn't any sacred knowledge that you're not supposed to have that you'd wake up, that you wouldn't wake up for, if you know what I'm getting at, right? I think that sort of knowledge where you don't wake up from knowing what you know is if you walked in in a room to some people doing something that they weren't supposed to be doing, prominent people, well, now you're a liability. So therefore, you need to be eliminated. I think that's the dangerous stuff. Like as far as, all these alchemical tomes if there if 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 there is some truth to any of it all because it, it could all be fake and gay as i like to say i think that that that's a possibility that maybe these people were trolling us the whole time and maybe they they knew the secrets and they just never wrote it down right? i mean that, that's also a possibility which that that could that you can apply that principle to any part of history any part of ancient history, if you look to, to the victor, the spoils, whatever group wins is the group that graffitis over the previous civilizations and God's names and puts their own and, and tears down their statues and tears down their buildings Rewrites history and yep. builds churches on their old sacred temples and all this mm. stuff. Like we know mm. that happens. So how much of, right. of, of, of history, I mean, just history itself. How many times do you not make a typo sometimes typing things up? You don't think things are going to be translated incorrectly or typed. And I'm not trying to say this to discredit 
any religion or say it's fake or anything. I'm just saying man is imperfect. We know this man makes mistakes. Just take that into consideration because people will fight wars over religion, religion alone. So just think about that next time, you know, you want to judge something or whatever it is, you know, at the end, at the end of the day, I think that how, how I have always said, I think that we all have the different, we all have the right puzzle pieces. They're just mixed up. You know, they're all jumbled up. And not until and not to sound cliche, but not until we can all come together we'll be able to solve this this puzzle. Cause I don't think that's gonna happen either. I think that the people that be the powers that be need everybody in a in a constant state of fear, in a constant mm-hmm. state of of disorganization, again, religiously, politically. I mean, we see that a lot. And I think that some people worship their political parties, you know, again, that the, I think if you're still caught up in the left right paradigm, you're, you're I think you're you're in the you're in the meat grinder. You know, you still have you have to really mm-hmm. break out of that out of that mentality because yeah. I think that's just herd mentality. And right mammals are, are some of the only animals that that stampede. Look at buffalo. I mean, they, they would stampede off of cliffs. They use that same analogy for humans, you know? Like everyone starts to panic starts to jump off yeah. the cliff and and you're not you know it's just it's, it's yeah. crazy so dividing the people from the inside that's how you take down yeah. empires mm-hmm. you know that's the the army handbook of the, the green berets of and you know the, the people that go in and other countries you know we do that to other countries all the time <laughs> we embed ourselves into their culture and we start dividing whether it's through newspaper articles whether it's through the radio like that is the playbook we do that why wouldn't somebody else be doing that to us right now right and is embedded into our culture right now. It is so much easier to take us down if we're all worried about Trump and Biden and, and all these fools mm-hmm. that are just dinosaurs Homunculi. that need to be their homunculi, yep. and they need to be, you know, the whole swamp not needs to be drained, not just the left swamp that... and the right swamp. It's all one big giant, you know. So go ahead and stack spaghetti sauce <laughs> at a store. China, China, China. You can't tell me that's a real person, bro. I mean, both of those guys, you can't tell me they're real people. There's no, there's no way. There's no way, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's no, Oh man. it's in front of people like William Shakespeare. One of the, one of the greatest, how do I say this? One of the greatest, not magicians. I don't think he was a magician. Maybe, maybe he was a magician. I think that he was into some, there's a conspiracy that he traveled around with John D and, and Edward Kelly, but the right he's at the forefront of the english language like at the, you know a lot of words that we have come from shakespeare and this is a guy who literally tells you you know the world's a stage every man and woman has their entrances and exits it's what it is and these people are the, agreed at the front of it and again you can't tell me these are real people they're homunculi they're homunculi i believe that they were bred for a certain purpose part of a certain family who will exert their power and it just the charades going on you know a fight we saw this in wrestling you know when the two fighters would right. be mortal enemies and then find out they, right. they found him doing you know some sort of drugs backstage oh, yeah. in the car they yeah, got arrested out, <laughs> drinking yeah yeah that was um weinstein gosh. always talks about this kayfabe <laughs> He always talks about wrestling and kayfabe and how you can apply that to politics as well. It always makes me think of the movie Road Trip when uh, the one guy needs to learn all of the Greek history 
And he's like, do you know wrestling? He's like, yeah. He's like, well, then I can tell you Greek mythology and history. He's like, I'll just explain it to you through kayfabe. Yeah. Well, that was John Duggan and the Iron John. Sheik. Oh, Hacksaw John, Jim, John, Jim Hacksaw Duggan. Jim the well, Hacksaw Duggan. Well, his name Duggan. John then. John Duggan, John the Hacksaw Duggan, and the Iron Sheik were partying after an event, and all these people <laughs> saw them at the bar getting hammered together. And and like, you can't do and, that. You guys hate each right. other. And they're like, no, dude, that's some, all a show. Some journalist was there and wrote it up in a newspaper, and that was like one of the first instances where people started real. Like, wait a minute, wrestling not real. <laughs> at least wrestling. At least wrestling. I never really got deep into it. I know people who have gone like way like it's got an entire when I, was a kid. I used to watch it every Sunday after church. An entire lore, bro. It's like an entire lore. At Jake least wrestling snake. is one of the ones that'll tell you it's fake up front. But still people will believe it. Like people yeah. those kids watching it believe all the stuff that's being they're gonna extrapolate that. Yeah. Bring that out. Like to use yeah. a well, society. And now when you can make that a little bit more finely tuned to where it's not as easily recognizable. How do you really know it? You know what I mean? Like, so that's the finesse of the kayfabe that's going on is it's gotten so much better where people are like, you really think they're friends? I'm like, yeah, they go to each other's weddings and this, like, yes, they're friends. Like they're going to show you one way to get you to vote one way. But uh, behind the scenes, man, do you think they don't all sit at the same tables and go to the same meals and get the same pay and benefits and insider trading and whatever else? Like, yeah. There's a whole host of reasons to get into that club. Pelosi's the greatest stock trader in the in the entire history of stock trading. Amazing. Right? She's great. Better than uh Oh, she beat boy. all of the hedge funds last yeah. year. Her to She's got some like knockers 63%. on her though, bro. I'm gonna tell you that much. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> She's Andrew got Schultz, serious. Andrew Schultz calls calls them them heavies. Yeah, something She's like that. Some, <laughs> She's got some serious uh chutzpah. Now, Juan, I, I do want to backtrack because we, we brought John D up and, and uh I don't know who John D is. I just so know the name now. Bob, I know, I just I'm I'm like a babe in the woods here. Yeah, talk let's talk about because I keep thinking Madden, John D. Rockefeller, but I know that's not right. Hey. There's a lot of great books and, and, and things that I've read a little bit, but I've seen a couple of really good documentaries about John D and and Enochian magic and that, that system, which is Enoch, the root there is Enoch, I, yep, which is the grandfather it, of Noah. With it. Um, the book of Enoch, which is one of the, the books from the Bible that were, were, were not allowed to be included. Um, it doesn't make any sense, but I'll follow you. So that's kind of the lineage of, but one. Yeah. So a, John D. For the record, Edward. John D. Rockefeller did have, right, create the creature at Jekyll Island that we all know and love as the Federal Reserve. So I'm, Federal sure Reserve just, yeah. I'm sure that's just a, a <laughs> coincidence. But John D., Yon D, and I have, I don't know if you can see it on camera, uh, you can't see it, but I have a massive tome of of the magical journals of John D and Edward Kelly. Now, John D was a sort of polymath. He was the court astrologer of Queen Elizabeth. Now, I don't know of a lot of the history behind John D. He was a mathematician. He was a cartographer. He was at the forefront of a lot of cartography, which is also a cult in my, in my research. Maps back then were used as, as talismans and... They were used for all sorts of weird things. Also, another aspect of the homunculus is to help you find treasures, which Edward Kelly, the the associate of John D, found the Voynich manuscript with the use of a homunculus, a spiritual creature, as they like to call them. So again, it wasn't a homunculus, but it was called a spiritual creature, if you will. And so John D, he got he. This is what the Faustian Pact is modeled after. 
he he had this crazy rich history and i've read like probably like five or six biographies on john d and he had a you know political career he had a mathematical career he was the first one to translate euclid's uh, forgot which euclid paper in english so he was a he was it was all he was all over the place he was a polymath and it got to the point where he's like yo he had the lar- largest library in europe first time at one point so he had all he had all these crazy books including including a copy of the two copies of the Liber Vacay, which is a grimoire on how to create homunculi. So there's the connection there. You can connect John D. He might've read it. He might've not. Maybe he collected it, right? There was a lot of manuscripts that were collected back then, but nonetheless, he did have a copy of that. So I'm sure he was aware he was an alchemist too. He was trying to create the philosopher's stone. And he got to a point in his life where he felt that he had acquired all the knowledge in the world and he needed to step he needed to find knowledge and extract knowledge from outside, from outside space. And he needed to, he believed that he needed to talk to angels and entities is what he was talking to and outside sources. And he needed a way to do it. So at one point in time, there's a story where he is in his house and he hears a knocking on his window and he opens the window and I forgot which angel it is. I think it's Raphael or or, or Michael, one, one, one of these typical angels, you know, like the different archangels, one of those, and he gives them a little quartz egg, like a little, and this is still on display at the, one of the museums. He gives them this little egg. And he, he, again, he has this supernatural thing. He, this is a guy who was being haunted by poltergeists. He had a lot of poltergeist activity in his house. There was things falling off the, the walls and knockings and just weird stuff going on with this guy. He, he documents all this. He can read all this. Okay. And so he's trying to find a scryer to work with him mm-hmm. in order to access the, this other side, right? And scrying, essentially, what it is, is it's a form of divination. And you're supposed to, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to stare. You know, some people use different things, but mostly it's known as using a, a black mirror. And you're supposed to stare into the black mirror and you're going to go into this sort of hypnagogic state, an altered state of consciousness, and you will start to have visions. Okay. That's just, again, the crystal ball. Think of the crystal ball as one of the forms of divination. Yeah. You sit That's there. That's where it comes yeah. from in modern pop culture. The crystal ball, that yeah. was John D. and Edward Kelly were mm-hmm. using this crystal mm-hmm. ball. And Kelly was the one that was receiving the messages from the angels, not John D. John yeah. D. was just taking the system and essentially cataloging everything and making yeah. it into something. Edward Kelly had no idea what he was saying or doing. Okay. He was just literally the guy that was channeling the information through these crystal balls, through these angels is how they were appearing. This gets more in, interesting into by this the crystal second. ball. It's oh, it wild gets, shit. No, yeah. gets, stuff. We're going to turn uh, it up to 10. It gets way better. So the, and by the way, he had various scryers. He had one Barnabas was, which one of the first ones that he had, they, he ended up like stealing from him. So he ended up uh, get, uh, letting go of him. And again, I could be getting some of the, the details wrong, but he had at one point, his son was also scaring for him. John D's son scribed for him for a little bit. And after Edward Kelly and John D broke up, I'm going towards the end here. There were magical journals that were lost in another set of seances that he had with this other guy. And we're never going to know 
Bar- I think his name was Bartholomew, the, the, the last one. We're never going to know what they encountered. But essentially, he finds Edward Kelly, who, again, there's mixed feelings as to if the grifter was Edward Kelly or if the abusive one in the relationship was John D. They're still split. They were saying that John D. was abusing of Edward Kelly and vice versa. Yeah. Because John uh, Edward Kelly had a a reputation for being a forger, and he was the crop cropped eared wizard, and he was forging documents, and they would chopped his ears because of the, as a form of punishment. So he was the black Damn. sheep. And when he introduced himself to John D, he told him his name was Ed, Edward Talbot. Well, he didn't tell him his, his real name. And at one point in time, the angels are like, "This guy is lying to you. <laughs> right? Like, like there's something fishy going on with this guy. This guy's not what it seems." And eventually he ends up telling him his name was Edward Kelly. And maybe they he lied to him saying that so he wouldn't recognize him or something. Who, who knows? Like, we don't know what was happening in between them behind the scenes. Mind you, these guys were scrying and having seances for 10, 12 hours a day. They were in this room. Mm-hmm. Their, their kids are running around the room. They're trying to do the scrying. Like, it's crazy. Because this was a form of, right, it was angel magic. It wasn't. Although he was labeled, you know, making deals with the devil and all that stuff, to them, alchemy, and, and they, again, this is the 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 psychology of the time, because you have the, you know, the, the Salem witch trials happen after and, and all that stuff. But the idea that as long as it was natural magic, magia naturalis, which is if God put it in nature and I mix A plus B and I get C, it's okay. Because otherwise, God wouldn't have put it here. If he didn't want me to use, you know what I'm saying? Like a, like a, a technicality, sense. like mm-hmm. as long as I don't use outside forces, right? Outside influ- astral influences, it's good. And I'm also talking to angels. So it's, a, I'm talking to angels and they're going to protect me and they're going to make sure that no demonic entities enter and mess up what we're trying to do here. We're just trying to get information. So that was their philosophy. And they're doing all this stuff. They're they're trying to also transmute lead into gold. They're doing all these things. And eventually the angels give to them a system. And this is what's they didn't call it Enochian at the time, but essentially it's a language with a syntax with a whole so you can look this up. There's a whole Enochian dictionary. And linguists have looked at this, like actual doctors and have looked at this and they, and they go. It's not a made-up language. It's a real language that we don't know where it came from, okay? Yeah. And now there's conspiracies behind that. Like, well, Edward Kelly made up the whole thing. Mm-hmm. If Edward Kelly made up the whole thing, he would have to be one of the smartest individuals of all time because the way that they were presented this alphabet, essentially, and all these tablets was backwards, right? So in some of the visions... There's a, there's a whole bunch of different ones. In some of the visions, the angel had a long stick and he would point at the letters one by one backwards. This was a painstaking process. And I, this, this, this happened over, I don't know exactly how many years, but over years. And the reason that they wanted to, so there's 30, I think there's 31 aethers. And aethers is different dimensions, essentially. And every okay. aether has its guardian. So an entity that guards that aether and the angels were showing them essentially what some people have come to hypothesize about is that they were showing them a different dimension, other, other realities 
through the use of this technology, through the use of Enochian, the language in which Adam named everything in the garden, in which the last person to know it before he went with God was Enoch. Okay, that, that was the whole story behind that of why it's, the last person to know it was Enoch. So that's why it's called Enochian. They didn't call it Enochian when, when they were doing it. To then they were just doing seances. They were just talking to angels, right? So they were being showed this alphabet backwards and all these tablets. And you can look these up in the British Library Museum online. You can look up the whole tablets and everything. Like, this is real things. It's just grids of numbers, grids of numbers. And mm -hmm. essentially what you do is because people practice Enochian and it's one of the most powerful forms of magic from what I've been told and one of the most dangerous forms of magic. And what they do is they follow the letters and they're able to make the names of different entities. And you're able to call forth the guardians of these aethers and again access them or consult them but they hate humans and they get really pissed off when you call on them so the angels when they were showing them the the names and everything they were doing it backwards and they're like we're doing it backwards right now because if we were to do it forward and you accidentally were to spell something you could <laughs> quite possibly bring forth the destruction of your entire reality like that that's how severe this was that these angels were showing them Again, how to deconstruct reality. And John D, again, this is a really vast topic, but John D went on to create the Monus Hieroglyphica, which is a sort of alchemical symbol that's used to deconstruct reality itself. There's a joke that John D is actually the demiurge and, you know, with the whole uh, camera obscura and all that stuff that he's actually the one, you know, controlling reality and all that stuff. Again, there's a whole thing because this guy was talking to ultra terrestrials and if you mm -hmm. read the descriptions of what he was talking to in my opinion and what i what i've been meaning to do is i've been meaning to do an episode on just this and i want to plug in the descriptions that you that he gives us into ai to get a picture of what he was seeing mm. because at no, one wow, point bro. in time <laughs> we'll tune into that at one point yeah. in time god shows himself and i have a, i have a picture of this god shows himself to them. This is towards the end. God shows himself to them. And he didn't show himself into like what you would what what you would what we call Saturnian God, right? The old man on a on a throne, white hair. You know, we've all seen mm -hmm. that. We all think of God like, oh, he's you know, Sky Daddy. Yeah. Santa Claus. Santa Claus, right? <laughs> Maybe a little thinner. European, whatever you want to call it, right? Like the whole thing. And he shows himself as a whale. Okay. Covered in eyes. So think of a whale covered in eyes. That was God to them. Now, there's various ideas as to what John, Dean, and Kelly were doing. Some people say that they were taking psychedelics. Some people say otherwise. Some people, I don't believe that they were taking psychedelics because... Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I think that the abuse was on both parts. I think that Edward Kelly was taking advantage of Don, John D's na naiveness, if that's even a word. He's very naive, right? He's very a matter of fact guy. Think of a nerd, right? He's really smart. He's probably a nerdy guy, you know, like, Hey, I can talk to angels for you, bro. Just, you know, mm -hmm. help me cover these medical bills that my sister has and yeah. this and that. And I married a woman that I hate. Like this was Edward Kelly. Like he married a woman they hated and all this stuff. And, so they, they travel throughout Europe. It gets to the point where the guy, the angels are like, all right, we can promise you. And mind you, 
They made magical furniture. They made Enochian tablets. They made rings. They made chest plates. Again, this story goes deep. All under the instruction of these angels. And it was to use this magical mm-hmm. system. Now, it got to the point to where the angels were like, all right. Essentially, to wrap it all up in a nutshell, the angels were trying to bring forth the apocalypse. And they wanted essentially a new world order of a, of a, of a new religion. Okay, this new hermetic religion, you know, essentially what they what they wanted to do. It got to the point where the angels were like, all right, we'll proceed on to the next part. And mind you, Edward Kelly is the one getting all these downloads. All right. And he's telling John D. And it got to the point where he's like, all right, well, the angels want us to go visit Rudolph the second. And tell him that he's been possessed by demons and that he must give himself up and, and free of himself of these demons. Mind you, you're going to go in front of one of the most powerful people in the the Holy Roman Emperor at the time. Right. Mind you, he was he, the only reason that they didn't die is because he was the alchemical emperor. He loved all this shit. Like he loved all of alchemy and all of all hermeticism and all that stuff. He loved all that. He also had a court of midgets. He thought that little people were magical. He had a lion around roaming around there's records of him paying people off because his line like mauled on people and stuff like that like tigers <laughs> bro Jeez, wild guy wild, wild guy. dude so they go up to this guy and they're like hey listen you're possessed by demons and who told you well the angels told us all right he dismisses them right he's very stoic this guy had like no feelings whatsoever this guy didn't really care and then Long story short, they get kicked out of Prague because Edward Kelly got into a fight with one of the guards, ended up killing him, and they ended up leaving. Right, this whole I, I want Hollywood to make a movie on John D and Edward Kelly. Like, it would be the craziest movie because it's like the 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 story is mm-hmm. wild. Oh yeah, with CGI now, Bro, it would be incredible. It would be crazy. Like I just don't think they could have made that movie ten years. Ago. Well, maybe ten years ago, but twenty years ago when John D kind of started hitting the zeitgeist. And this story started hitting the internet, but now, oh my God, it'd be a, a series on. I need to read up on HBO so, Max or Netflix or yeah. whatever. So they visit Rudolph, and then at one point in time, this is the infamous wife swap. They're scrying, and the angels are like, "All right, well, if you guys are gonna are gonna." You know, do the magnum opus and use the system and, and, and transcend to the next level. Essentially, you have to share everything, including your wives. That's and where it always gets weird, doesn't so it? So it got to that point to where, <laughs> you know, Edward Kelly wrote at one point in one of his journal entries, <laughs> like it was done. You know, like they did. And the, the whole joke behind all that was they literally swapped wives because, the you know, the angels were telling them to swap wives. So they ended up doing the do with each other's wives after all this time. And it's like, were you talking to angels? The whole, what were you talking to? If you were even talking to anything at the end of the day that made you do that, you know, like what a bizarre Edward Kelly just wanted to hook up with John D's wife. Yeah, bro. I Can mean, you imagine? Very well could be. John. I would have, <laughs> I would have loved to be a fly on the wall for that sound to like, mm, yeah, right they're, they're Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He's going to take this. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's got it's got to be done. You know, if we want to trans, if you want the next set of tablets, you're gonna have to do it. All right, you're gonna have to yeah. let us. But watch. isn't that how all cults end? Yes, and and begin <laughs> with one of the guys wants the deuce, the other guy's wife. Yeah, and once you're know. on tape, then you're you're you got to do the bidding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So 
and and Great before story. that it got really weird because the and again this is depending on the story there was my, my favorite is when a group of angels show up and a group of entities and, and there was also demonic ones in there too there was uh, one point in time where the angel was like hey i fended off this this other entity and it, it got really bizarre because in some of the visions the angels would be fighting and hitting each other with sticks and and then at one point one like chopped another one up into pieces it was like really it was really psychedelic it was like really weird wow. and mind you, you can read all this in, in books you just look up john d's magical journals and so at one point in time this group shows up and they're like hey who called us and edward kelly's like hey i, I didn't call he's like well you somebody called us and they go back and forth like who called and uh and it said that the angel takes a spade right so a a, a shovel and starts to beat edward kelly just beat him profusely and John D's writing like hey, Edward Kelly throws himself on the floor and starts screaming in pain and his arm they broke his like ethereal arm and his arm was all red uh, there was one point in time where Edward Kelly asked the, the angels for money <laughs> there's another time where the angels start speaking in Latin and Edward Kelly's like I'm not good in Latin so stop speaking in Latin so very weird <laughs> stuff Who? If it's a such a bizarre case and that's again that's why I love it because what did it really happen maybe it did happen but because of these guys we have the Enochian system and it's interesting because once you use the Enochian system I've, I've heard accounts of people encountering Enochian entities on the other side and they're very geometric in nature so angels angles so I, like that makes me think of like Lovecraftian the angle that was obtuse but not really like this non-euclidean architecture like these non-euclidean angles where it's like what are you looking at it's like ai art when you look at it but it kind of mm -hmm. morphs and it kind of resembles what you're thinking about and your brain will kind of like form a picture but when you really mm -hmm. start to look into it all oh, the fingers are off or the eyes are off or it looks mm -hmm. it looks like what yep, i think exactly, yep. you know so mm -hmm. very weird right. again and it's it's such a psychedelic story I'm not, I'm not giving it you know i'm not doing it justice i'm doing a very condensed version but yeah, John D. Edward Kelly, essentially from them, we get the Faustian bargain, which is the deal with the devil. And we have the Enochian system, which was passed down, Golden Dawn, all these different secret societies. They say John D. was the at the forefront and the founder of Rosicrucianism. They use his symbol, the Monus Hieroglyphica, as the symbol. If he was or not, I mean, it was after his time. Who knows if he had anything to do with that. But... Again, very smart guy, worked for a lot of royalty, but at the end of the day, he died penniless, broke. And miserable. And yep. miserable. They broke so into, did his, they, they broke so into did his library, stole all his books, and at one point he got stuck with, with King James that hated him and was terrified of him because King James hated magic, apparently. So a very, very superstitious guy, but that's a whole other story because... He was a religious guy. King James, you know what he he did in, in 1611 but i've got my own thoughts regarding that and that's a whole other podcast but yeah dude man this was this was awesome dude yeah, i feel like awesome. i just got an education yeah you did like i was like yeah, what we are talking about stuff here i've never yeah, even this dealt is great. into this I, is I, great i wanted to do an episode like this for so long because like i said that a lot of this stuff i'm like as juan's talking i'm like oh my gosh bing 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 there's so much hitting me because right it's been a while since i looked into a lot of this so it's really fun for me to get a refresher and he he goes he knows 
much, much the, the deeper levels of a lot of this stuff than I do. So it's really, really been awesome, dude. Um, it's been awesome. Great episode. Like he said earlier on, everybody loves a good story, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like that's what I love about doing the podcast in general is just like, I just feel like I sat down to like a TED talk of like esoteric and a call for me. <laughs> don't just don't for me. take my word for any of this. Do your own No, research. no. I, I don't mean it that way. I'm just saying just to broach the subjects, even if it's in a sci-fi way of even giving you the thoughts of the something to, to open your mind up to these realities or these conversations. That's all I bet. I didn't, I didn't mean to like go out and, you know, start toting the path, but uh, no, just more of like, there are people that'll go, how do you even know about something like this? How'd you ever hear about something like this? It's like, well, somebody else either researched it or yeah. Right. 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 Very late nights. And paying attention and paying attention and stringing together the different pieces to really, because your narrative is going to be different than somebody else's. It's not going to be, you know, verbatim as Mike or eyes or whoever's, even if you're in the same thread sometimes you know you can have disagreement yeah. like no we both agree with homunculi but your homunculi is one way and mine's the other way it's like you can get there right it's like so that's more of what i meant yeah yeah and that's why i like going on on a lot of different shows because i like to even if i cover the same topics we still cover them from a different perspective or mm-hmm. right you might say something like hey chucky is a homunculus like wait what <laughs> it was you know i can't even <laughs> right? comprehend that's it yeah uh, let me let's hit the homunculus confirm button. Homunculus confirmed. You know, like, I make that connection right there. Like, <laughs> I love that playback. That sound bite. So yeah, this is this is fun, and hopefully, Hell like yes. I said, double check my research. Again, there's a lot of information that I poured out there. Do I tell you? I encourage everybody do your own research and right. and, and anything right and and read. You know, read. There's a lot of information out there, and I feel like people don't read anymore. And you learn a lot from reading, <laughs> from my from right. my experience. <laughs> right. Yep. If you do it, if you do it correctly, yeah. take the time and really internalize it afterwards and digest it. Sometimes I've been a, a victim of reading too quickly and forgetting yes. whatever you know. Just like so, sometimes I have to like really pace myself to be like, I need to keep this piece of information. Mm-hmm. It yep. happens to me. I'll read you know a few pages, put it down digest what i just read for a day or two and then pick back back up because some of this stuff gets heavy and, and gets dark too yeah you know yeah so, yeah sure. it does that that was me i had to tap out after a while i, I like to go, go back into it and and dabble like tonight this is fun yeah but great. you know you can overwhelm yourself man this has been great let's put this baby to bed fantastic um this is the the so strange road <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get bunk beds for homunculus. The monk oh bunk. man, uh, yeah. This is the strange first. The strange road one on one swap cast. Yeah, it's been epic. This has been great. I know we'll do another one of these. I would love. Uh, to. But it's been awesome. The opportunity to get in front of your audience, our audience, right? People that watch our show are definitely gonna love this. Um, I'm stoked. Know. Yeah. I'm Mikey. This is Bub. Bub. We're the Strange Road. Um, you guys can find us at the Strange Road on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, we got the YouTube show, Rocking and Rolling. Um, you know, we're putting on a lot of different reels, clips, TikToks, different stuff like that. Um, we've got a show called Strange Happenings, uh, our interview show, The Strange Road. Come check us out. Right on. TJOJP.com at the one on one podcast. On all social media platforms, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, all that good stuff. Patreon.com slash the one on one podcast. And yeah, yeah, give me guys' 
information, I'll send you the homunculus Word. owner's manual so you can keep your homunculi. That's awesome. There you go. Love it. Much love, brother. Awesome. Juan appreciates you, man. Juan Thank you so band. much. Absolutely. What a show. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, we are signing out. Done. Peace, love, and chicken grease.